Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. O oh, six hundred. What's the O stand for? Oh my God! It's early. Wake me up! Wake me up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake me up! Oh, wake me up! Wake up! Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. Oh. left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R and R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. There you have it. That's Rudy. I'm Rob. The double R's. We're glad to be here with you this morning. It's a Wednesday edition. I normally say, you know why I know that, <laughs> but this morning I failed in a duty. Yeah, it's Wednesday. I forgot the trash. My wife's going to have to lug it out. Why did you forget? I was. I had one of those mornings. Well, last night, things were all, all for everybody who's saying goodbye to the kids who are going back to college. Oh, yeah. In, mine went back. So the house was, my wife was busily redecorating. Okay. I mean, the whole house looks different now because mm-hmm. I've had a, a moose living with us for the last three months. So. Spent all day redecorating. We lost, and my wife's not working. She's retired, so she doesn't know what day it is. Right. I think she forgot. Well, Did you think she me. thought it was went, uh, Friday? I don't or think she. You know, she, periodically my wife will say things, and I'm like, "You really don't know what's going on in the outside world." Do you? <laughs> she's in in school, so she's studying a lot. Uh-huh. So she really, I don't think she had any idea. So she's she's going to wake up to a text, which means I'm going to stay. I'm going to work late today. What time does the trash come? Is she going to be up I before have, it normally comes? Dude, I have no idea what time the trash Me comes. I just put it out, and then by the time I get back, it's empty. They, it, it, I, mine gets picked up before sun rises. I know that. Oh, damn. Well, I don't know if she's going to get it out. Well, yeah. I don't know what time she wakes up normally. I don't either. She's going to get a text here in about uh, 45 minutes, 30 minutes. Maybe that's too that's late. Morning Maybe I should do that rises. right now. Yeah, we're yeah, glad you're with us this morning. Morning, uh. Early birds, that's your names. I'm getting into the uh, dog days, the the uh, groundhog day of, of training camp. You know what I mean? I, when I watched Micah Parsons, the hot video of him walking off, limping off, Yeah, my heart twittered. No, it was, it was, you knew it was oh, nothing. Oh. You knew it was nothing. It, well, no, I did know it was nothing, but it's one of those things. Like, how many more days till we're playing? Yeah, real, how many more practices that I need to be worried about? And as uh, Micah limped, Zach returns. We'll talk about the return of a locker room and on-the-field leader. Um, McCarthy said the room went crazy. Yeah, it was interesting. He said the room erupted. That's what he said. I'm sorry. That uh, and, and also just getting him back, the process of getting him back together, it's it's interesting to hear. Yeah, it's not like, hey, all right, get out there and make a hole. Yeah. You got to, you know, get him some conditioning. 
and uh, write the check for $850,000. Uh, this just comes out of the check. No, I'd prefer to write it. Just, <laughs> just to remind myself of the vacation that I bought for nearly a million dollars. We got a text early. Who texts us? One zero four seven. Well, let me let others know that you can text us as any you point. Can. In fact, it excites us when we receive such communication very early in the morning. It's glad to know that all those lunatics that I drive around in the morning are actually at work now and are listening to me. Yeah, there, just someone asking if we're going to be able to play in the golf tournament October second at Olympia Hills. Uh, you know what? Let's. No, we're not. How, how do we? <laughs> it's, there's nothing you know, we I'm can do. I'm all about power to the people. Right. You know what? The people's voice must be heard sometimes how do we manage to get our way i have been at this radio station now for nearly a decade and have not played in one not one of the tournaments of which i have sponsored participated in every effort to get it going i clean up after I get you. That's a stretch. You, well, I help, <laughs> kinda. I get you uh, those that had a really good time into the Ubers. I take care of all that, and yet I don't get to swing a club, not once. Well, the thing that's crazy to me is because when I was across the street, I would see it, and y'all would play around 11, 12, 1 o'clock. And okay, I get here, and they want to start the tournament at 9 in the morning. Well, I was the afternoons with you. I stayed in the building. I so went you, morning, so I could, and here we sit. So yeah, I think I don't I don't know. I have to check the tea time, but normally it's been at about nine AM. And if you know this show, if you're an R and fan, you know we're still on air. So yes. I guess we'll just drive around and look pretty. Yeah, like well, you know, just that's all we are is the trophy wife. Yeah. I mean just uh, drive and I, around I tried and look to, pretty. I tried to fight it last year. Maybe I'll just take that day off. I don't think that's a <laughs> I think that's a blacked out day. <laughs> be a calculated <laughs> mistake in yeah, a lot of people's be. you know what i'm gonna miss that day like oh you're and not gonna play. be on to promote this and then play yeah and then play <laughs> so no we'll, i guess we'll just ride around and drink which is no different from any other day i play so golf october I guess. 2nd man is another one this is our second one this year that's the you know we're back into the run that's what we used to do used to do two a year two a year covid kind of shut that yeah, down you know and and we've also noticed the slow build with this one. It'll be out at Olympia Hills, uh, rebuild, redone as we've done. It's going to be fun. And no, it's going to be a good time. You know, I, I've I've already called ahead. The weather's going to be good. But it is something about being able to just go and, and, and mingle with everybody versus being stuck on each hole. I mean, I get to play enough golf at Golf Club of Texas year round. You know, so no, I'm selfish in this. I want to play golf. I want to play. Just ask them, you know, you hit a couple shots for a couple no, of the guys see, that, out there. That no one work wants for that. I'm not going to go ruin somebody else's day. I can ruin my own on with, with my yeah. own foursome. But I wouldn't want to inflict my slice on anybody's roster. <laughs> but they are donating it to the Lupus Foundation, so that's so I'm not going to complain. I'm going to. I think we need to find a way to weasel our way. I think onto we should go. I think we, yeah. Maybe we go 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. that day. Maybe we do it I while mean, we've we're done playing. It. We've got the wireless. No. Can it be done? Hell no. Not with uh, not with the Twin Peaks hole and the uh, uh, Slackers hole. Yep. There you go. And the and and the <laughs> Rupub hole. There's hey. rumplements at all three of those stops. You got to be on there with that. You got to dare greatly for great success. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just go 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. We, we got a <laughs> yeah. Shelton will be. We'll, we'll, we'll pre- I hope Shelton ain't listening. Like that would mean I have to be here at 2:30. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. 
We we're self contained. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. Looking forward to the tournament though. Y'all always put on a great tournament. The Alpha people, hell of like ten thousand sponsors. I'm looking forward to it. I guess. Um, did you see where the NBA released the? What are we going to call this midseason thing? I know that WNBA calls it the Commissioner's Cup. Liberty beat the Aces again and blew them out again. It's that's an interesting sidebar. It, as the Commissioner's Cup title was decided last night, and the two best teams obviously played each other in the Aces and the Liberty. And while the Aces have been unre, unrelentingly good, they've only what lost three games this year, but two of them have been to the Liberty, and both of them by double digits. Yeah. I thought the first Brianna time. Stewart and Ionescu. Ionescu. Buckets. Problem. Problem for Becky Hammond's aces. I thought I thought she was playing possum. When they lost by like 80 or whatever it was, it was like 38 no, there's last some, time. There's, some there. there's a little bit of there there, yeah. but regular season ain't playoffs. Well, so if that translates, if what we saw in the Commissioner's Cup translates to this regular season NBA thing, it might be fun. I'll be tuned in. If those two teams are in the finals, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm going to be tuned, tapped into all WNBA games. But if the Liberty play the Aces, if that's even, if Liberty play the Aces in the finals, I'll be tuned in. What if it's the same kind of outcome in the NBA where we truly get a midseason you know, ah! thermometer? I mean, ah! I mean, that's what Silver wants, right? I mean, the uh, idea is to know where we're at midseason. Yeah. Then you, trust me, we're going to talk about this in season tournament. I don't want to give away how I feel about it, but. I don't think I don't think they're going to be tapped in like the ladies were. Ladies were trying to win because, that thing because the money matters to the ladies. The money matters. You think Jalen Brown at sixty three million a year? Well, that's one sixty third. You think Jalen Brown gives a damn? You think Anthony Anthony Davis? Do you think he gives a damn about an end season tournament? He barely cares about the playoffs. Have you been speaking of, and this really does kind of translate to it. Have you been watching Team USA at all? Yes. Anthony Davis is, uh, Anthony Davis, Anthony Anthony Edwards Edwards is. uh, He's a dog. As soon as Minnesota realizes that they need to get rid of Carl Anthony Towns and give the the keys to Anthony Edwards. Let him be. Let us just start over. Get Rudy Gobert the hell out of there. That was a stupid trade. Carl Anthony Towns is a joke. Just say, hey, Anthony, we're going to rebuild around you, man. It's going to take two, three years, though. Okay? Is that this, okay with you? <laughs> well, th- this this America's uh, third, fourth, fifth, sixth dream team iteration. I don't know. Uh, well, these I don't aren't even the guys. Like using that word well, anymore, these aren't the guys that's going to be in the Olympics. I don't know, I mean, man. I don't think so. I, well, I think, I think Maybe they should. Maybe a couple of them. What I, what I was getting at is I think this team should go. They, I, they're a good Olympic team. But, uh, that's it. But um, the thing about it is, you know, you'll have a couple of other guys that come along. But I, I, I like what they're the building. Thing. I wouldn't change a thing on this. I maybe no, I wouldn't. They're dominating right now. They're dominating. They had a little bit of. I mean, they're on the road playing against roadie yeah. refs. But I mean, I've never seen a better Team USA than this one, as far as team goes. I, they're as as good as uh, any team. No. Now they're not nearly as talented as most. I will give they're you. They're not 08. Okay, they're not Kobe, LeBron, and D Wade. No, in their that's I said okay. talented. <laughs> okay. I'm talking like, about a team. I'm talking about these guys pass willingly. There is, I'm seeing dimes dropped and shots made that I haven't seen from a team made in a while. They're, they're acquitting themselves quite well so far. Okay, but that midseason tournament, I think, grew some. In, 
some interest, and we're certainly going to see enough of our Spurs playing in that. Is the uh, yeah, our San Antonio Spurs get three of those four games nationally televised: one against OKC, TNT, the Kings on ESPN, and the Warriors on ESPN. The only game that's not on nationally televised game is the damn Timberwolves and Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. Um, but we it's still have more TV schedule to come, right? Yes. Yeah. So this yeah, is yeah. This just is the just, beginning. This is just the in-season tournament again. But to get three in one tournament. And we've had three in three years. So I would figure the this, Wimby effect is real. And when you start throwing in the NBA and TNT and, and probably CBS, probably have about 24, 25. You think national? Nah, I wouldn't go that high. But I'd no, say 10, be, 10, 10 no. national games? No, it'll be 20. You think we'll get 20? Yes. I would, man, I'm the, I, I don't think so. This has, been the most talk, this has been the most talked about player since LeBron James. They're going to put him on TV. Let's hope there's because, a reason to keep it. Because. There's going to be people up at wherever time it is in France. There's going to be people up at whatever time it is in China. This is a world star. But they can dial into us. I I, I I don't think it's going to be that high, man. I'd like to think it'd be be about 20. 20. I'm going to come in about 10 total. I bet they give us six or seven more. With these three in the end season plus the regular season, I think we'll end up at 23. 23 national games. Man, that's the dream come true. Now they're gonna lose a lot of those, but they're gonna but they're gonna be on national. No, when I see that, if that's that, if that comes to fruition, like Frost, I mean, the reason you buy in is for this, and all the all the new investors, all of the all of that. This is dream come true. Paying the lease on the rock. This is the beginning of you know. This is what we told you when you spent a hundred million to buy in. Right. I mean, when you spent that money to buy, this is what we told you would happen, and here it comes. We got a lot to do today. We haven't begun to talk about uh, Tim Hasselbeck talking about Kellen Moore's firing. You know, sometimes former quarterback kind of knows. Like, I'm a former quarterback, and it's like, dude, I just did. You see what we did, and you take him away from me. Yeah, this isn't Robin Rudy. We try. I'm trying to put a bullet in this whole Kellen Moore thing. He's gone. My initiated. But people keep bringing it up. And who am I not to talk about? I, you know, right now we're trying to stir the pot. Tim Hasselbeck, if, if you're oh, going to do if that. you're going to come with an opinion, be validated with it. That, uh, his reasoning, I think, is silly. Okay. And we'll let you guys decide. But the chubby guy's back. And Zach Martin with the guy with the bad back, he's back. He's not chubby. What is he? He's thick. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't want a fat shame. <laughs> Yeah. You're right. I'm yeah. sorry. We've been on that side. I don't of want to fashion. Yeah. We're still there. I don't want to I'm fashion. just big But boned. I think it's a it's an honor to be chubby playing on the line. Well, it's worth a little bit of a pay raise. But sometimes you got to pull strings to get a meeting with Jerry Jones. You know, that Even if you're Zach Martin. Even if you're Zach Martin, sometimes you got to pull some you, strings. <laughs> wait till you hear this story. We're talking <laughs> Zach is back. We're going to hear from McCarthy today as practice went back in full and talk about how much he missed Zach and all the love affair that is the returning conquering hero who with a big old pay raise probably do a steak dinner to up there in Oxnard. They're probably going to head into Ventura soon enough for Zach to buy a meal. We'll talk about it next. This he got to pay. He's going to have to pick it up. Pay. You're on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. The Jim Rome Show. Hey, Jim Rome here. And back in the military city of San Antonio. Weekdays at noon on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Ooh, 
It's R&R. Yeah, the jungle's back. Be here at noon. You'll get a vine. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. This is R&R. I like the bump, Edwin. Zach Martin's back. Oh, I thought that was for Romy. No. (laughs) No. Sorry, the programming side of me came out. Still, I like the front cell. I like the addition to the... uh, the bump that we had, the little lingo. Can I play some more lingo? Yeah. Uh, can I kind of use some more radio lingo? Mm. Yeah, no. We're, we're going to leave it alone. Like uh, letting me into the video? We got listeners that are, and viewers that are desperate to see what we're wearing. There we go. What, what's your shirt say? I'm from the South. From the South? Are you from the South or are we from the West? Do you consider yourself Southern or Western? Stop. Stop. Because you're Tyler's Southern. San Antonio's western. <laughs> no, no, San Antonio wants to be a cowboy town, but it's the south. Yeah. It's the south. I've been in the south. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I've Me been too. more southern. <laughs> I guess south is a relative term. Well, let's just go southwest. Yeah, there we go. Well, south was first in that term, too. Yeah. We're southern and western. Yeah, Zach Martin is finally back. And to great, I mean, everybody, I, I cannot remember the last time someone was greeted with more excitement than maybe Zeke after the Baja holdout. Zeke, Zeke was probably, yes, for sure. But after the way the, the, the backup offensive line looked Saturday, yeah. Made my man Malik Davis look like he can't play football. You're still mad at that. Running behind these damn third, fourth stringers that'll be in the USFL in a couple of months. Oh, Malik sucks. Deuce is great. He's playing against the four-string Jaguars. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah. He we're gonna, He's we're awesome. Gonna, we're going to get to your video. It is only. We're going to get to you dropping deuces. We're going to get to you. You make it a threat. Dropping deuces. We Who got- says that? <laughs> <laughs> Who says that? Hey, he chose the nickname, not me. <laughs> I know, right? But, uh, yeah. The- yeah, Zach's back. He is back. now. Kind what, of. Now, in your mind. When you thought about the negotiations between Zach and, and Jerry, and you know, it, it, on the surface it's been cordial and nice. How do you think the last conversation was initiated? Who called whom? How, how do you think it closed? Outside that? looking in, I thought Jerry watched Saturday and and got on the phone. And the outside looking in, that's how I would have thought it would have went down. Went down. Now, now that we've heard from Zach, before we hear from him, what do you think was the situation? Same. Do you think it was Jerry calling Zach, or did you think well, his agency called? I cheated. Called? I've heard Zach talk. Yeah. So. Now, <laughs> I've well, heard, okay. I, I've heard probably, Zach talk, so I'm, I'm trying to lead you to an yeah, answer like I'm cross-examining you. No. Let's just listen and <laughs> let's listen to Zach. <laughs> uh, we reached out, and uh, you know some of the some of my buddies here in the uh, in the organization helped kind of get that going, and um, you know it was good to to get face to face with them. So. Yeah, to not, pull some strings. So maybe this whole thing, Jerry lied, might not be the best answer. I thought he folded too. I really did. I thought well, he, he saw still it folded. No well, matter who initiated well, it, I don't think he folded to the extent. Well, the the, the 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 contract was not as big as it could have been. It wasn't as small as it maybe it should have been, considering where they were in the world. But here we sit. 
But I legit thought Jerry would have initiated the process. And it appears that Zach was tired. They did reach a point of pain. He even mentioned the fact that he used some of his insider buddies, some of the cowboy types that I guess you and I know, Rudy, that he didn't name, to kind of get his way in to talk to Jerry face-to-face. And not only did – I mean, there's one thing to, you know, get Jerry back on the phone because clearly the way Zach made it sound – I'm just reading between Maybe, the lines. You're right. The way Zach made it sound was like, "Hey, man, I, Jerry never were really. We weren't really talking. We weren't really talking. I had to pull some strings to get a face to face. And um, once, but see, the thing about it is, even once you get the face to face, you now you have to come to Jerry and Stephen with realistic terms. So obviously, from the time they've been talking, which is quite some time now, because Zach said in in his presser yesterday, you know, I realized, you know, somewhere along the lines last season that I felt like I deserved more and I'd earned more. So, because where he was to where he got to yesterday, to me, has come down to a point where Jerry Stephen like, okay, now you're making some sense. Like, you know what we got on the horizon. Like, you know what you initially right. asked us for is unrealistic. Now you got some realistic terms. You know, yeah, okay, 18 over the next two years, you're not asking us for 20. Because even though that only that, that, that extra two mil per doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. And when you're talking about the fake ass salary cap, but obviously, look, Zach came to his senses, said, you know, I'll, I'll take less. Mm-hmm. And well, he took less, but he's still top three back in the top, top three, three. In the league. He got but a he, bump at eight. But I'm sure he, I'm sure he wanted to be number one at some point. He said he didn't. Yeah. But he knows what's on the horizon. Yeah, I'm always I'm fascinated by negotiation tactics because i don't think i'm a very good negotiator for myself you know what i mean i know i'm not that's why you hire someone to do that well the thing is the other thing that you when you talk about like not take zach talked about not taking things personal because what happens is you know you and jerry are buddies Mm -hmm. he's patting you on the back you're my god love you i love you love you and then you ask him for more money and then now he's forced because of everybody else he has to pay He's forced to tell you all the bad things about you that you never knew he felt about you. You know, actually, Zach, we've still only been to the division around with you. <laughs> Zach, not in the real world, but in the NFL world, you're old. Zach, I have the last few MRIs on your back. Like, all these things that you never knew that that person mm-hmm. felt about you. And they kind of tell you, like, yeah, we've gotten better with you. We're a good team with you. But you ain't you you ain't making us a special and elite team. You're like, wait a minute, bro. I thought we were boys. Yeah, you told me yeah, the last time. We so it's like not taking things personal during negotiations is not easy. It's not easy. Trust me. Well, <laughs> so yesterday you're like, what the hell? Yesterday you said, what was the quote? What have you done with us when you played? We haven't won we anything. Still ain't won it. I'm, and if I'm Jerry and Steven, I tell you that Ooh. only because I don't want to pay you 21. You know what I'm saying? Well, I have to. It's it's, it, it's it's business. That's but we all say that, and, and it's easy if it's business and it's somebody else's money. It ain't us. Yes. But if it's your money, oh, it man. ain't business. It's always you driving, personal. You driving home cussing. They don't. I can't wait to get out of here. They don't know my value. They don't know my worth. I know my worth. That's the that's the thing today. I know know your worth. You know, <laughs> so things could get a little bit you know, a little bit sketchy. They, I don't know if I could ever get that thick of skin though you and i are both in an industry where we negotiate our salaries i mean it's not like we're not unaccustomed to it but i that's i don't know how long i could have sat at home with that kind of money hanging out there and then the way i the the call doesn't surprise me in hindsight yeah no the call doesn't surprise me now the good news is 
Uh, what, what's the good news? The, They're going back to the divisional round? <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, don't, that, don't shake your head. That that that, am I lying? Now that it's all put together, what's, yeah. the, what's to hold them back? Well, the good news is at least now we can, I think we can start to judge guys like your boy. Now we can, if we get this offensive yeah. line in a position to let the backups, at least the skill guys, get another opportunity behind a line that's not a sieve, maybe we'll get a better evaluation of a guy like Malik. Is that a fair? Yeah, we're gonna talk. We no, you know what? We ain't, we ain't talking about running. We cannot talk about running backs until we listen next segment to Rob Thompson's <laughs> TikTok and him dropping deuces. On the rest of the running backs on the Cowboys roster. I did that roster. whole thing just so I could say that. You know that, right? <laughs> That's all you want. It <laughs> hey, might catch. You know, every time Deuce scores on the on Jerry World's, you know, big screen, it might drop a deuce. Oh, we could come up with – you know what, Edwin? You might be tasked to come up with the touchdown celebration for Deuce. That FCC well, no, I mean the sound uh, effect, the, the sound effects alone should yeah, be. I know we're worth. not doing now. We're not doing that. I you know uh, no, we're not doing that. Nothing. That's, nothing. We're not. That, that would be too much. Yeah, we're not. We're not thirteen. Well, we, drop a are. deuce is far enough. Well, gonna, Saying drop a deuce hey, is man, far enough. If you're going to push the envelope, go ahead and rip it. You know what no, I mean? I'm not. Mean, just, no, and then you say rip it. <laughs> like yeah, this is getting worse. It's getting worse. Yeah, it's getting worse by the minute, bro. With that in mind. Speaking of, yeah, let's talk about it. it. How can you evaluate a running back room playing the backup offensive line? That's the question. I go by number. What is it? A good looking running back number? Have you lived up to the number you're wearing? Forty two is a good number. You see, Teddy Bridgewater is going to wear number fifty. I don't think he's allowed to do that. Well, not until the regular season. He has. I was going to say. But see, right now he's trying to get his own number, and it won't be. So he's just going to hold out and wait to see who gets cut. So he's just going to wait. So there's a number 10 and a 19 might be available to him. Okay, I was going to say, I don't think he's allowed to So that. when you watch the preseason game, don't uh, rewind your – it's not a, a it's video from Teddy 1947. It is, in fact, a modern video of a quarterback wearing number 50. Coming back, Wimby's wearing number one, and he's already added three. We'll tell you what that means coming up next. The day ends and why. We're talking about our seven foot four, three, three. Blonde-headed, purple-top superstar. We'll be right back. It's R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Thanks so much for joining us on a fine Wednesday morning. Got some baseball headed your way tomorrow, right at 6.30. As extra innings goes off, we got uh, your, I was going to say, for, not first place. No, we got football tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night we got football tonight. Giants tonight we got uh, Rangers at 6.30. Rangers, Angels. Well, you know what? I'm looking at the wrong one. Yeah. Rangers may win the World Series. I don't want to go there. I don't want to jinx it. I'm just I, saying, I, I, man. I'm, I'm trying to jump on this bandwagon. This you got to put it speed. in the universe, I'm, I'm, man. I'm running as fast as I can to jump on this bandwagon that I've been uh, Put it in the z- universe. Don't run from it, Rob. I'm not running from it. I'm just not running fast enough to jump on it. <laughs> now, I might be able to catch it in the middle of September if we're still playing. Okay. We're going to give away some uh, Hunter's Extravaganza tickets in about uh, five minutes.
You get to see Joe Reinagle. And you. Family four-pack to go check out the Hunter's Extravaganza. Brought to you by the National Automotive Warehouse, August the 18th to the 20th at the beautiful Joe Freeman Coliseum Expo Hall. I hear the spots. They're going to be a live gator in the building. I'm getting in. The, I I see a TikTok in my future in the in the gator cage. I want one. I want to put my hand room. on his nose I'll, and see and see if I can get away. I want I want to see teeth, whether it be gator or snake. <laughs> no, I'm not. You gonna get, I ain't in, get the, in no gator the rattlesnake cage. pen? Yeah. I saw a Victor Wimbayama Spurs highlight on ESPN last night from Summer League. Yes, I mean, oh, okay. where else would we get Yeah, that? I, was, I was like, wait, okay. Apart from your random Hall of Fame entrant, when was the last time you saw a highlight of the Spurs in August? When, Be- when Becky won the Summer League. That would be 2015? Because, because she was, a, because obviously, female, co- head coach of a you know pro men's team. That was the last time we really got pub in the summertime. Well, the Wimby effect is real. And it was felt even more so as the NBA has released the schedule for the NBA Cup. I asked what it was going to be called. It's going to be called the NBA Cup. Oh, yeah. Oh. A midseason All tournament right. that will feature a uh, grouping of teams and a, it will come to a championship like we saw last night with the Liberty and the Aces in the WNBA. And that was quite exciting. It was the two best teams they met midseason. A good barometer, a good TV night. Is yeah, six six groups, six groups of five. East A, East B, East C, West A, West B, West C. Five groups each. The Spurs group is OKC, Minnesota, Golden State, and the Kings. We start out with the uh, is it the Oklahoma City game, the first one. Yeah, yeah. We got OK. No, we start out with uh, the Timberwolves on November tenth. Then we take it to OKC. Then we come back home for the Kings on the seventeenth. And then wait a minute, eleven twenty four versus the Warriors. Let me make sure my calendar's right. Eleven, okay, eleven. Wait, no, wait a minute. What is eleven twenty four? Ain't that the day? That's Thanksgiving Friday. Yeah. Interesting. Is that a homer? That is in Golden State. Ah, there we go. So damn. So they got Friday. We got something to do. Well, I thought I thought that was a college football day. It's a pro football day now too. They're playing pro football on a Friday? Yes, sir. They're coming for you for the first time first ever. Of all, NBA, NBA, first of all, NBA, um, NBA, NFL, there's this little thing we call down here in Texas. We call Friday Night Lights. It's sacred. See, we got a game. Jets, Dolphins. See, that's the NBA strike one. Don't go head-to-head. Like, that. first of all, that's a division game when you talk about Jets, Dolphins. Both of them probably be playing for playoff contention. And you're throwing us a tournament that these guys aren't going to care about on the same day as pro football. And I don't think that's smart. And I guarantee you A&M LSU will be that, that Thursday. I mean, that's Friday, Rivalry Friday. On that's those. so stupid. So, well, I mean, Strike it's one. mid-season. And it might give you enough to push. But is it is it, will it live up to what we're seeing in the WNBA? And uh, I don't know what the incentive is yet because money isn't going to be enough for most of these dudes. Yeah, well, see, the thing about it is I don't – it's another way to generate revenue for the NBA because by then, regardless if guys are playing, regardless if we are watching, the sponsorship has been sold by then, right, Rob? And and you taught me best. Even, even the NBA, even the NFL, 
they are just space in between commercials. Yeah. <laughs> so, so whether, you know, Joker says, oh, man, I can't get this hamstring right. I think I'm going to sit out the play in. I think I'm going to sit out the NBA Cup. And then Anthony Davis, my toe has been acting up a little bit. We want to monitor it further. I won't be playing in the NBA Cup. These dudes don't play in the real games, Rob. <laughs> well, this is a real game. Well, the, I, I mean, the, the, yeah. But the, I noticed last night, though, that the stats don't count for the WNBA. The loss, but the stats don't. So if I drop 40, it don't go toward my – because I know Brianna Stewart just had a career night the other night in the um, Commissioner's Cup. So that 43 she seem, dropped doesn't matter. I don't think so. Wow. I'd be pissed because it's a it's an extra game oh. in the regular season. Now, no, those might count because those are I don't know because it does add to the games you're playing, right? If you play your way through That's what this, I'm saying so. I don't think the championship game sets count. Team's going to adjust on the fly. Um, yeah, they got the 82 games this year, though. The league will be sending each team only 80. So the two Why? games plus, yes, because each team's final two regular season game will be determined. By how the end season tournament plays out, and will two game two teams play one more game than everybody else? Yes, yes. So those stats won't count, right? Yeah, the team that uh, lose in the semifinals, Las Vegas, will be played their full allotment of eighty two games. So unless you play in the finals, you're still gonna play eighty two. Makes sense. Oh, right, so you okay. play less? Yeah. So well, no, 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 no. The, the the two teams that make it to the finals, they, they they only play they they don't play those last two of the regular season. But if oh. you don't if you don't make it to the finals, you get your full allotment. So I they're only going to send everybody eighty, just in case you make it to the finals. Gotcha. So no, no, no. These owners ain't missing out on their forty one home. Games. No, not at all. No, I got I knew that. I was just trying to figure out how they were going to make that work yeah. and everything else. But you know what though, Rob? Look, I, I, I'm down. I mean, I'm down. Are you because you? Yeah, I, it, I'm down. If they're down, I'm going to take my lead from the players. If the players, if the if the guys are, it seems like guys really are into it and, and guys aren't load managing around that time, then I'll be down. But if four or five guys leading up to the tournament, you know, four or five of the big dogs leading up to the tournament say, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with some, I'm, deal, I'm ailing here, I'm ailing there, then no, I'm not going to give a damn if y'all don't. ESPN has this ridiculous title of the Council of Quarterbacks or something like that. What's it called? <laughs> The yeah, council, the QB council. The QB council, which I, I guess it's a bunch of, I hope it's coaches and players that are on the council. Yeah. Do you think, if I was Adam Silver, I would call my NBA council of stars. I don't know who that, name the five dudes across the league, not counting LeBron. The other dude, the young dudes that I need to, that are going to be here for a while, a part of this tournament. But that are, that are actually playing. That are faces. Well, uh, well, not, let's not talk about that yet. Okay. I'm well, okay. Talking, well, Steph. Steph would be a guy that. LeBron. I, oh, well, not, not LeBron. Not LeBron. Okay. Steph. That, and I'm not even sure Steph's part of this. Oh, I'm yeah, talking about the guys that, well, the guys are going to be here for 10 years. The guys that are going to be here for a while that are beginning what will be, we hope, a traditional midseason. Yeah. We need th- those guys like Anthony Edwards. Mm. Uh, uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. The, I'm talking uh, Jokic. The dudes that are going to be here, Jokic ain't coming from nowhere to talk about this. But what I'm getting at is... I would is, say Giannis. I, I would sit down... Giannis, obviously. I yeah. would sit those guys down and like, look, dude, I want you to grin, and I want you to say how excited you are about this. I need you to tell the <laughs> fans you're all in. Because I think there's a lot of people like you, the cynics. 
And for the next couple of years, I, I, we're my, building something here. My Just opinion know. right now is this is going to be a cluster. I know. Well, yeah, I'm afraid in, uh, that's the In the, the sense case. of in yes. the sense of guys sitting out, you know, big semifinal game, and Giannis has suddenly got plantar fasciitis. We're all going to go. This is exactly what we thought was going to happen. So I need your buy-in today, dudes. But if I'm year. silver, but if I'm silver, I need reassurance that yes. like the guys that are sitting out. I need proof that they're really hurt. And I'm going to call you out. Because TNT and ESPN paid big money for this. So I think I'd do a little preemptory, like grin, yeah, yeah. be part of this. For sure. Who wants to go see the Hunters extravaganza? Let me tell you, if you're an outdoors type, if you want to take the kids to see some really cool stuff, go to the Hunters extravaganza all weekend long. we got your tickets right now. Caller number three, the quick dialer morning crew, 656-3776, 656-ESPN. You want to go to the Hunters extravaganza going on the 18th or the 20th at our Freeman Coliseum Expo Hall. Get on the phone, 656-3776. That's 656 ESPN brought to you by National Automotive Warehouse. Rob, I know you'd be fighting to get in there to play, right? Now, man, I'm a vet. I'll see you in September. Yeah. Rook, grab my bags and get me a donut. When did you start playing video games? When, when do you remember, and what was the first video game you remember getting? The reason I asked the question is Atari. There, was it an Atari game? Do you remember the year? No, I had game? to be early 80s, whenever Atari came out. So early 80s is like Pong. Yes, yeah, so that was it. That thing with the little ball went back and forth. That yeah, was it. That was, that was the game. So you, you're you of the you're of the OGs. You started when it began. Am I OG? Okay, yeah, I'm you OG. You and I are OG because OG. that was the OG when you got the the box and you could play Pong. And I think there was one other game you could get into, but... Nothing of symbol, nothing of greatness. When you think of the uh, console games, there's an article out, the best-selling video games of each year since 1993. And really, 93 was the advent of the console game, the first time you could really plug in a game to a, 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 like a cartridge, pop, pop, mm-hmm. pop it in and play. Starting in 93, do you remember playing Pokemon or Mario Kart early on? Mario Kart, yes. Pokemon, I wasn't a, I wasn't a Pokemon guy. In 93, the number one video game sale was a Super Nintendo. And this it is 93, you said? 93. Okay. You could play it on the Amiga <laughs> in the Commodore 64. <laughs> Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter was big. Ariuken. Five million plus sold. That's it? I mean, keep in mind, there wasn't probably seven million consoles, and nine. This is ninety three. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Now, Street had, Fighter was a, Street Fighter. Street Fighter started fights. Now, like, I guess Street Fighter was like it was a thing. Like, and you get the sticks, and it was a thing. Like, no, Street Fighter. I remember plenty of my homies getting into it over that game. Now we had Street Fighter one, and we played Duck Hunt and the other Nintendo yeah, early yeah, games back stupid, in the early nineties. Stupid gun and the stupid track and field game where you would. Nobody would run. You just you just tattle on. Yeah. yeah. So we had those, but really it began with Street Fighter in '93 or '92 for me, I believe. Now '93, Street Fighter Two. It's those games that began. We have a list of the like '94 Donkey Kong began, and dude, I, Donkey Kong was legendary oh, too. I love Donkey Kong. And all those that still play Mario Kart. First time oh, my, my kids were my sitting kid. around playing Mario Kart, and I said, "Give me the give me the remote." And they're like, oh, "This is Mario Kart. You never see Mario Kart's been around since '97, dude." Yeah. I played Mario Kart OG. My 15 year old loves Mario Kart, loves it. Oh man, Mario Kart stood the test of time. It's still huge. Yeah, because every huge. whether you go to Dave and Buster's main event, Penn Stack, whatever, Mario Kart is there. 
What was the first video game you remember calling? And what was the one for you gamers out there that that was it? You were in for life. There's, a lot. There's too many. But again, I didn't play shooter games. I only played sports games. See, I first-person shooter in. That I'm not, I'm not a first-person shooter guy. There was a game that came out in the mid-'90s called SOCOM. It was a precursor to, like, Call of Duty and the like. I bet that looks awful now. Dude, it was the first time you had a microphone, a headset that you could talk, and it had the— What the, was it called? SOCOM, S-O-C-O-M. Never heard of that. And you could, like, squad right. You'd see the dudes run to your right. I, was, I didn't sleep for a week. I was in. And, you know, you kids listen. I ended up working for EA Sports. You, too. Chase the dream. Although My first game, like, really going crazy on was um, Shinobi when the Genesis hit. Yeah, the Genesis was I played, I played next a lot. Level. I played a lot. Of, I logged a lot of hours on Shinobi. Edwin has no idea what we're talking yeah. about. I, you know, I, I, the Sega was a brief part of my video game yeah. experience i didn't have one for very long i don't remember why i, I left See, i away didn't get from the it. sega but a couple of buddies had it so yeah. i'd just sleep over at their house and play till three four in the morning hey coming up the seven o'clock hour gonna be chock full of goodness and if you're a kellen moore fan wait till you hear what tim hasselbeck had to say uh stirring up trouble where there might not be any and if there is what are the cowboys gonna do we're talking cowboys in the absence of kellen moore and what folks think about it the haters are out there and you're gonna hear from one next this is r and r and you're on 94.1 san antonio sports star ktfm floorsville this is 94.1 san antonio sports star your home for the aggies san antonio's sports center The Wimby effect is upon us. The Spurs, as far as the playing tournament goes, gets three of their four games nationally televised. UTSA Athletics has unveiled its inaugural Hall of Fame class. Devin Brown, Marcus Davenport, Larry Coker, Lynn Hickey, Mackenzie Adams, and Tamika Roberts. That's going to take place Friday, October 27th. And the Rangers continue to roll on. They win 7-3 of those Angels last night. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition. To the oh, the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for dialing in. Don't mind them brake lights. We'll get you where you're going. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson, hence the double R's, uh, easy E. Edwin Hafner taking us till 10. Thanks for getting in the car and taking us with you. We're talking Cowboys today. Lots of Zach Martin talk as he returned to practice. We're going to talk the absence of Kellen Moore right now. Tim Hasselbeck, a uh, failed NFL quarterback. No. <laughs> You know how you can parse things depending on the, your opinion of, of their opinion. Yeah, I guess so. I, I want to preface what Tim Hasselbeck Ooh, has double, to say. Double dragon. Oh, a what one. a great game! A good one. By the way, what was the first video game that got you into it, or the first video game they ever played? We've got a list of the highest selling video games for each year, going all the way back to '93. 
mm. from Mario Kart to a variety of the Donkey Kongs. There's some Gran Turismo. There's some Grand Theft 1, 2, and 3. Lots and lots of Madden. Maybe it was NCAA football. For me, it was SOCOM, baby. That's what got me in. Yeah, you, you lost me on that one. I have to look that up. I have to Google SOCOM. How you spell it? S-O-C-O-M. Okay. That's pretty easy. It was, it was a, for a brief shining moment anyway. Now let's listen to Tim Hasselback and his thoughts on the absence of Kellen Moore and the change in the Cowboys offense and just the general Kellen Moore love fest that Tim Hasselbeck seems to have. I don't know. I have to be honest on the Kellen Moore departure. It's never made sense to me. Mm. Under Kellen Moore, these guys were like, as he, when he's the offense coordinator, second in the NFL in scoring to only the Kansas city chiefs. Mm. And we know who the chiefs are and we mm. know who their quarterback is. And part of that span of time includes Cooper Rush as a starting quarterback. And then there's all this talk about, hey, well, they, they're not, they didn't run the football enough. They're going to run the football more. They called the sixth most runs in the National Football League mm. last year. The sixth most. Like, they rushed. I believe they rushed. They were like, they maybe were top two. I think like top three, definitely top five in rushing touchdowns. I just think there is a narrative about what they were on offense that's just not accurate. That is true. That is what he what he just said is absolutely true. Now let me give you some background. Okay, let's talk about how we got where we are. There's an article that came out that I've been holding on to back when we were in training camp, and the headline of the article is. Mike McCarthy versus the analytics. It was published by Denny Carter on NBC Sports back on July the 27th. Mm-hmm. And he said uh, one of the prefaces was the uh, Kellen Moore getting fired. How did this come about? And he brought up the fact that over the summer, the Dallas Cowboys went on a hiring binge, and they went and grabbed all these analytics dudes from all over the, the NFL. That they grabbed like the football operations guy from the. Uh, I hear justification coming. I'm no, listening. I'm just no, saying, I'm listening. I'm what listening. I'm saying is, they went out and got all these dudes that are really the Daryl Morey types around the NFL that really went in that are data driven guys. And remember when McCarthy was first hired, he said, you know, for the last two years, I've been down in a bunker with a bunch of other coaches. I've watched more film. I've done more stuff. I've, you know, I'm more prepared now than I ever was. Well, when he got there, he came into a situation that was described by many on the outside. The Dallas Cowboys continue to hold on to the stone age ideal that the running game will be successful, that the running game under Emmett got them Super Bowls, recreate the beast. Well, the problem is the NFL has changed. That running the football, as we can tell by pay, by the owner's attitude around about running backs, is that's not the way to go. The rules even reflect it. You can the, the game is designed to have a slot machine type scoreboard. We want 35-30. Um, so they went and found some ahead. dudes to change the narrative. And Hasselbeck's right. They are a run-heavy football team. And that has been shown zero success. So behind the scenes, they go get all these dudes that tell you numbers mean this and numbers mean throwing the ball. So they bring in all this stuff. And then you look at what McCarthy was when he got fired. The narrative was, dude, all you do is throw the ball. In fact, the last several years he was with Green Bay, they were in the top five in passing on first and second down. The Cowboys now are distant. They're in the bottom 20s. They run the ball on first and second. This is the same thing, Rudy, as Jerry Jones lying. 
They're putting out a false narrative. Hasselbeck's right. Who's putting out a false narrative? The, the Cowboys? All of us. We look at the Cowboys, and the fault we threw with the Cowboys the, at least the last couple of years is Dak's throwing the ball too much. 40 attempts against Tampa Bay, and you just kept throwing it. But the fact of the matter is they're running the ball and putting Dak in situations where they had to keep throwing it. Well, sticking with what Hasselbeck said, I, it, it's something that I don't think we've really ever considered is – of course, look, in the NFL, more than any other sport, when a team makes a change, because contracts aren't guaranteed and because the NFL stands for not for long, you just kind of go along with it. But was everyone really down with this? Especially Dak. This is Now, keep in mind, Tim Hasselbeck is a former quarterback. And I can't re- really remember, and I'm sure there's examples, but I can't really remember an offense having that much success and the OC getting fired and being made the scapegoat. Like, okay, yes, when you get into the, you got in the playoffs and you're playing San Francisco. The thing about it is, it's like, to me, firing Kellen Moore let number four off the hook because the narrative is it was Kellen Moore's fault. That's the narrative. There are certain times he's calling the wrong plays, blah, 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 woo, woo, woo. We can't get past the divisional round. So we have to blame somebody. And Kellen had, well, he didn't get fired. He just didn't get his contract renewed. So let me, let me, let me speak correctly. But the thing about it is, like, no matter what plays Kellen Moore calls, even though you called, what is it called, Rob, turnover-worthy plays? Mm-hmm. And then those turnover-worthy plays that you called, Dak Prescott turned the ball over 88% of the time during those turnover-worthy type plays. So maybe you want to eliminate those. But I see where Tim Hasselbeck's coming from. And if it doesn't go well early, well, I'm not going to say, Rob, it'll be a mutiny. But what I'm saying, will it, will, will it be some, like, hey, man, I'm frustrated now because what we were doing before was working. Well, how do you define working? Two 12 and five seasons and number one offenses. Well, and uh, and I second is scoring to Kansas see City. Any significant playoff wins? I don't see an advancement. But is that on? But is that, but the, the bottom line of it is what Tim. I'm just sticking to what Tim no, Hassel I, I said. Agree with you. Was it Kellen Moore's fault? Because that's the narrative. The narrative is it was Kellen Moore's fault. We can't get over the hump. Mike initiated when. Go back two years ago, Dak slides late. Can't get the field goal unit on the field. Fast forward to last year's divisional round. Dak throws two bad interceptions. Can't score more than 12 points. You hold a team to less than 20 points in their building. So let's blame Kellen Moore. Somebody's got to fall on the sword, and it just it just so happened to be Kellen. So now there is no Kellen to blame, but let's see if there's strides made. I don't, I, and you know, I don't know if everybody was down with this. You gotta, you gotta play along. I think Dak's down with this. He's got a quarterback. He's got a head coach that, for most of his coaching career, was pass happy. That got fired because they led the league or top five in the league the last three years that he was a Green Bay head coach. And we could go way back. Every time he's been an offensive coordinator, they throw the ball, and then suddenly he comes to Dallas. And only seven teams in 2022 ran the ball more than the Cowboys on first and second down. Mm-hmm. There is a significant change coming. Now let's add one more thing. They get rid of the power back, Zeke Elliott, and they decide the speed dude, the guy in space, is going to be their lead, lead carrier. He's only had one game in his career where he's carried the ball more than 20 times. Then you look at the backups that are running around. Those dudes ain't going to be carrying the ball, and one of the backups is 5'5". 
So do, if you think... Don't get me started on your backup, but well, go, ahead. Just, go, I, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you think that this offense was not changed because we ran the ball too much, you're wrong. We ran the ball too much. So Miles McCarthy says one thing. I think this is the McCarthy. Let's go with this. Let's let everybody think this is what's going. But this is going to be a pass-happy offense. This is what it's going to be. That's what McCarthy does, and he finally has time to do it. And he went and got weapons to do it, too. It'll be bad. Now, whether it works. I think it'll be more balanced. I don't think it's going to be pass-happy. I'm not going to go that far. Because again, if the, if you're if it's going to be pass happy, then you're still going to be in that realm of turnover worthy plays, and Dak doesn't thrive in turnover worthy plays. Well, those so so you have to. I'm not saying you has to be more. I mean, like I said, you have you're top six in rushes attempted. I'm not saying you got to get into the top three, Rob, but they're still going to be a top ten team as far as running the ball. They're not just they're not look. They can't say it out loud because he's the like while he might be the most hated. As far as that team goes, he's the most coddled. And you can't come out and say it out loud like, I have to put Dak in better situations because sometimes he just doesn't make great decisions. Mike McCarthy can't say that out loud. He's the golden boy. But it deep down in his gut, they're taking away turnover-worthy plays for off of his plate, as many as they possibly can. Now, if it's third and 10 and you got to get a first down and you're down six since the fourth quarter, yeah, you're going to call some turnover-worthy plays. You have to. But for the most part, those that number – that Kellen Moore had Dak at with the turnover plays is going to be way down. And if that means running the ball, then that's what they're going to do. With like, who? you know, why would you franchise tag Tony Pollard at 10 mil per and not give him the ball? Well, there is the real instead of just to wear his ass out. And I will give you that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not kidding. I, I'm not going to make him a top five paid running back and not give him the to ball. To wear him out. Now, I'll give you full. But keep in mind that Zeke was a three down back most of his career. And even as he Fact. was declining, Pollard has never had more than 20 carries. So this is the expectation that he will be around and functional after never having more than 20 in one game and averaging, I will bet he'll average 25 a game. I can't imagine he won't, Mm -hmm. even if they are a much more pass-happy offense. Because who else are they going to give the ball? Dowdle? Malik? It ain't going to be Deuce on every down. Now there's well, an RB two reason. Well, well, keep it. Keep in mind, even those three guys. We can. We're going to discuss those three. The backups. But keep, but Tony's Tony's going to be the bell cow. My last. They're not going to be separate. No. They're not going to be. It's not going to be spread out evenly. But my last point here is the West Coast offense. When you think of it as in its purest form, the Bill Walsh version of the West Coast way back when short quick passes. One of the early premises was just because I'm passing the ball doesn't mean it's not a running play. Just because I'm landing the ball to Roger Craig or Ricky Waters out in the flat doesn't mean I've got two guards not pulling to be in front no. of him. It's a running play in our the way it's executed. It's considered a pass by the Andy way it's Reed thrown. Andy Reid mastered that. So while yeah. we're saying there's going to be more pass plays, that doesn't mean it won't feel like it's a run. And when you think about yeah. guys like Deuce and Pollard who are designed and built to be mobile yeah. and active in Sometimes space. Sometimes a run is a pass. I, I mean, think, a pass is a run for sure. So I think we'll see five, six plays that will call passes. You have to. But the they're law, running But they're plays. run plays. Yeah. So let's consider how we define this West Coast offense. The The last question is really the biggest one, and you brought it up. What happens if it doesn't work early on? That's all I'm asking. And that, and especially when you, again, every, you, every only one team wins the Super Bowl every year. So while I can say, yeah, well, at least Philly got to the Super Bowl, but still, there's only one team that's happy at the end of the year. So they've had success. 
There's a lot of teams. Look, I'm a Chicago Bear fan. I'll take two. I'll take back to back twelve and five seasons. I will. You mean you, you got to know who you are? And the problem is, a lot of teams feel like your Super Bowl team. Like I don't know if these last two teams that won twelve games were Super Bowl teams. So I don't know if you should be looking at it as a failure. It's the problem. There's a problem that people are having in college football. And it's a problem in the NFL side. Like, well, well, we should. Well, That's we got the a most millennial we got, participant. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying participant. I'm just saying, like, dude, you're not that good. You're not that good. Take your 12 and five and go to Cancun or Hawaii or wherever you want to go. Take your 12 and five and be happy about it. Like that wasn't a Super Bowl team last year. It wasn't. Now is this one? Yeah, they're a year older. A um, little bit more continuity. They kept the defense. They added to the defense. They added Brandon Cooks. Maybe this team is making a, be- a better step. But those two 12 and 5 teams that we're calling the, uh, you know, a, a epic failure and somebody heads have to roll. I don't know if heads had to roll. You know, they just weren't a Super Bowl team. The team you lost to was pretty damn good. They lost. That's what I'm saying. I mean, come on now. So Tim Hasselbeck asked a fair question like, hey, I don't know if it really makes sense. And Mike's my guy, but I don't know if it made sense. I think we – you're right. Uh, I, the, the sense part – What they did was – essentially what they did was let Dak off the hook but it for had 15 to picks. You have to agree it had to happen. Something had to snap. Something had to break. Something. Something had to. Because right. it was either him or that. You know what I mean? It, it, something had to. It was either what? What a what? It couldn't. I don't know. Who, somebody was going to get fired, and it wasn't going to be him, and it wasn't going to be Quinn. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, something yeah. had to snap, and at the end of the day, maybe that was it. I don't agree with you, though. I think it was time for him to go. I think that the that McCarthy and he were not going to get along again, and he realized it. Like from now on, I'm gonna I'm I'm upset with one of the things that I that that I that I allowed. You know, you get what you tolerate, and he tolerated some calls early on that he couldn't let get the toothpaste back in the tube, and I think he got tired of it. Heavy is the head now. Yes. Heavy is the head, Mr. McCarthy. You my guy, and but it better work. One last thing. James Pledger said the best thing that happened to McCarthy in the offseason on Monday uh, was that ple- that he now has a get-out-of-jail-free card. He he talked about after the postgame uh, uh, – the tackle ball came up and said, hey, you know, how'd I play? And McCarthy told him, oh, man, I, I don't know. I was too busy calling plays to see how well you played individually. So now McCarthy has that like, hey, man, I'm just calling plays. Let's talk about other stuff. Don't ask me about if I saw something different. Yeah, because. Yeah, get out of jail. My answer was, I wasn't paying attention. I was calling plays. I was focused. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. The, uh, good luck with that excuse. But it, it, it sounds good. Last night, I hope you opened up a bottle of champagne and enjoyed what they like to call the Commissioner's Cup. Did you watch the game last night? Because it was a taste, a taste of what the NBA is bringing. And part of what they're bringing is a tournament that will include Wimby, the the adorable 7'2 kid with blonde hair and purple top. We got to decide what, how tall hate is this him? guy. Who said they hate him? I'm, I didn't say that everybody hates him. What I'm saying to you is everybody outside of San Antonio, I know America. They I've, want been him to here fail. For, I've been here 46 years. We would much rather see the number one overall pick be a bust. Is there a Euro contingent to this, too? Are we tired of the Euros coming over and dominating our game? No, it's just we love a train wreck. We love it. We love seeing disaster. We love seeing people fail. That's what we love here. It would be a much better story for the rest of the country if Wimby is a failure and they can get the laugh at us. Like, y'all remember that Rupa video? Remember how everybody lost 60 games to get this kid? Now look. 
Now, again. You're such a cynic. I'm just telling you. you I know how I know how what people happened? are. Who hurt you, Rudy? Nobody hurt they're me. All, I want them to they're succeed. They're all rooting for him. No, they ain't. Trust me. Didn't I've you heard you it. on Twitter? I've heard it. How excited they were to see his new haircut? Wimby mania continues. We're talking about the three-game national effect we're feeling here and more to come. We're talking Spurs next. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Talk. Good morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from the Blitz coming up starting at 2 o'clock today. Of course, the latest from Dallas Cowboys training camp with Zach Martin back. Leighton Vanderesh, is he going to be more of an edge rusher as well? We'll look at that as well. And Rudy, you want to know pink songs, man? Let's get the party started because you know you're going to that show now in September. <laughs> oh, that's right. They're coming. She's coming here, right? Um, I got a better chance of waking up 6-6 tomorrow. They're going, going to pink. And I don't have a problem with Let's pink. Say. <laughs> I don't have a problem with pink. You would go, you just wouldn't pay. There's a lot of shows I'll go to. Well, I mean, I did um I I would I would if somebody gave me some pink tickets, I would find somebody that's more deserving. Des- <laughs> like I don't deserve to, say- I don't deserve to go see pink. Like, you know, like there's somebody out there that loves pink, knows every word to every song she's ever made that can't afford to go. That person deserves to go more than me and sit there and look crazy and then be like, hey, you want to leave before traffic starts? Like, come on. like I, But you know what? I say that, but then I enjoyed myself as Zach Brown. Yeah. I Like I said, if somebody handed you tickets, you'd go. You'd even drive. You'd go to Houston. You'd go no, to no. <laughs> you, I bet you would. I bet you would. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But no, Jason. It's cool, Jason. You, you took wouldn't one fly to team. Chicago. You wouldn't go. No, really. I ain't fine. Jay, I mean, Jason went because his wife. That, I mean, we all do stuff that our wives want us to do. It was kind of a late birthday gift. Kind of yeah, it was. He was doing that for his wife, Jason. I mean, now Metallica. That's one thing, but Jason ain't flying to Chicago for Pink. He took one for the team. You know, last night I watched highlights of Lionel Messi scored in, again in Pink, which I have a whole other thing regarding that. He's making a mockery of the MLS. <laughs> it's embarrassing, man. It, it really is. is like man. he shouldn't be scoring this much. It's like. Uh, Dwight Howard getting 90 in a game in the Philippines yeah, last night. Like, you know, really? You're just, yeah, we get it. You're better. You're better than us. Like the goal he scored last night was a roly poly from 40 yards out. Hey, man, that effect, the messy effect, it, it, it's real. It, it is real. It is, is we it saw the MLS on ESPN's top 10 plays of the day. Right in the middle of training camp, right on the day that the NBA, yep. I mean, it works. The star power matters, and the Wimby effect is real here in San Antonio. It's real. Yeah. I mean, I saw Wimby last night on ESPN. That's that, crazy. As the NBA announced the uh, the schedule, at least the, uh, the, the uh, inside part of the new NBA Cup that's coming this season for the first time, the Spurs are going to play a rather prominent role in the games that we've that only the early games that have been released. Three national TV games already announced as part of the NBA Cup coming. Yes, yeah, so, so each there's six groups of five. And uh, the Spurs got the Timberwolves, OKC, the Kings, and the Warriors. So OKC, Kings, and Warriors are all nationally televised, and that is only for one reason and one reason only: the blonde-haired, purple-striped Mr. Wimbanyama. So I'm a, I'm a damn spur. <laughs> Your belief here is, I, I do think there's some American sentiment that uh, you we're looking for the we're looking for the train wreck. We'd much rather see the train wreck. We'd much rather see failure, uh, just because it gives us something to talk about. Than we do success, 
And yeah. your contention is there's more people I, out there who want just, to see him fail than want to see Oh, gosh, the match. yes. Gosh, yes. Nobody gives a damn about – look, even when you go to the media, for, let's just leave the fans out. If you're a media in New York, California, Chicago, a much better storyline for your show is this guy not panning out. This guy somehow not being able to get on the court because of injuries. That's more of a storyline. If Wimby's going off, that's not a storyline. Like because then then you come and then you're in that situation where it's like, well, people in Chicago don't give a damn what the Spurs are doing. You don't give a damn that the Spurs are winning games. But now if this guy that 12, 15 teams tanked for, one team lost 60 games for, Rupub goes viral for, if he comes out and he can't play, that's a story. That's what people are rooting for. Now, Wimby, his whole life, people have been rooting for him. NBA's been rooting for him. People in France been rooting for him. And, he, you know, Wimby's sentiment is like, hey, I've dealt with media coverage, and I've dealt with people, you know, following me since I was a kid. Still a kid, but in his eyes, you know, he's become a grown man. But I don't think you've ever dealt with this type of scrutiny because you're going to be talked about every every time, every game that he does not have 20 and 10, He's going to be scrutinized. We saw it in the first summer. The damn his first summer league game was leading on ESPN. Oh, I don't know. Wait a minute. And he had to come out and he had to play a second summer league game just to shut people up. So I, again, I know he's used to being covered, but I don't know if he's used to being scrutinized again. And I, if I'm Wimby, I, I contact Clutch Sports and say, "Hey, man, y'all think I can set up a Zoom or a meeting, or I could meet with for, with LeBron for some coffee?" About how to handle what's on the horizon. Oh, I'm sure that's already happened. Like, I got to know because this is going to be, this is different. Again, there is no other reason other than him that there are going to be three of these four game televised. I bet you, I bet you the Timberwolves didn't get three national no. televised games. I bet you the Kings, who were the third seed last year, didn't get three out of their four on national TV games. So I know he's used to it, but I don't think he's used to being criticized as heavily as he's going to be criticized every time he doesn't overly perform. So what do we do? How Nothing. are we going to act? No, right. what do, no, my question is, how are we going to act when Scoot Henderson wins Rookie of the Year? Because he's going to. Are you wait? Are, are we marking the tape on yeah, that? Yeah, mark the tape. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow you to change. I'll allow no. you to change your mind. Scoot's going to win it. Scoot's more ready. No way. Yeah, Scoot wins. Wimby better win it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Wimby better win when when he doesn't. When he doesn't. Are we going to judge him on his performance or on the team's improvement? Team improvement. Well, look, here, 210, the fence is built around 210. We'll be like, hey, man, we went from 20 wins to 32. That's a step in the right direction. Um, Greeny. And Skip and Stephen A, you mean to tell me you lost 60 games and this dude can't even win rookie of the year? His his first year was a failure. Because that's coming. It's coming. That's it, what I'm, I'm saying. I just want to know, is he built for that? Is he built for it? Because it is coming. As it should. I'm not going to move the goalpost for him. He's going to be on three, four posters this year. No way. Oh, Ain't nobody dunking on oh, him. Oh, they're coming for him. Ain't nobody dunking oh, on him. So no, nah, they will. He'll get three he'll or get four. Dunk. He'll block, he'll him. He'll block more than he takes, but he's going to be on three posts. I, 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 respect guys, I respect guys that get dunked yes. on. I respect it. I'd much rather you get dunked on than I hate seeing the guy move. 
If you move, I got. I don't want you on my team. Like, get, who cares if you get dunked on? I've seen Alonzo Mourning get dunked on. Patrick Ewing's been on a thousand posters. Tim Duncan, one of the best basketball players of all time, not just best power forward. Take the power forward off. One of the best basketball players ever. I've seen Timmy on a lot of posters. Yes, a lot. But you know why? Because he challenged dunks. Because but we he had gave stones. them credit. Will he get the same thing? Will he get the same thing? Hey, at least he was no. there. No, he won't. No, because of the hype. When there's a there, this is a different type of hype that he's come over here with. People are wanting him to fail, and I want to know if he can handle it. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see because this is going to be different for the kid. It's going to be master's level coaching and protection coming from Pop. But the idea of putting him front and center is already there. When the NBA announced the uh, summer league, uh, the the uh, in the, after the summer league that this was coming, that the this NBA, NBA Cup, Cup. I keep wanting to call the commission that the NBA Cup was coming. Everybody kind of winced, like, "Oh man, how is this going to work?" And when it was in, the, the schedule was announced yesterday, Rudy winced, like, "Man, I don't think that this on its premise will work." Just on the nature of just go play, be competitive, and if it's a tournament, you should want to win it. No, hell, it's not no. enough. It's not enough, not, dude. I said this in in hour one. Do you really think Jalen Brown gives a damn about winning this tournament? I hope I'm wrong. I just don't. These guys, they just, it's a badge of honor to be load managed. And as stupid as that sounds, it is how it is. In today's world, with these youngsters, you ain't good if you're not getting load managed. What? I had never put it in that frame. You're not good enough if you're not. If your team isn't saying, hey, man, we're going to rest you this week, you're not considered good. So it's like, hey, man, they're over there smiling. You know what I mean? When they're getting low managed, they're, you know, they're over there laughing. They got their little outfit on. They're giggling and joking because they know, like, hey, man, we ain't supposed to win this game. I ain't playing. Like, it's a badge of honor. And, then, and all it's going to take is one. Once the domino, every team's going to be sitting around when it gets closer to this uh, NBA Cup. And everybody's going to be like, hey, well, we don't want to be first. We don't want to be the first. But as soon as Mark Cuban says Luka's not playing, Giannis is getting shut down. Joker's getting shut down. Booker's getting shut down. Why don't Kevin I Durant. LeBron, you think LeBron James? It's LeJean Brames. Yeah, you think LeBron is about to be uh, play 42 minutes a game so they can win the NBA Cup? Well, if I'm Adam no. Silver, I'm having a phone call. These dudes don't even care about the regular season, let alone a regular season tournament. This ain't soccer. Well, the uh, WNBA likes it. Rob, w, WNBA travels to Russia in the offseason to get money. Oh, there's uh, that. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm uh, Brianna Stewart. I'm trying to get that bag. So there's, could they, there's no way money will ever do it. You couldn't put enough money See, out there. Guys, guys 7 through 12 need it. Like, guys, guy number 10, an extra million, and Charles he's on a Massey million. You see what I'm saying? Action. Like, yeah, he wants that. <laughs> but this is the thing. If I'm Giannis or if I'm um, Wimby, dude, I didn't even go play for Mike. Considering that the top five, the what, four of the top seven players are, are international. Mm, yes. Okay? If I'm Wimby... I didn't even go play for my country this summer. But you want me to care about an in-season tournament? Now, now, keep in mind, Rob, it's not extra games. 
So the NBA does have that in his, that feather in his cap. Like, look, we're not asking y'all to play extra games. Even the teams that go to the finals, you're mm-hmm. not playing extra games. But you want me to try really hard in November. Right. Like, and everybody to a man has said to themselves at some point, man, I don't even think the NBA season should start until Christmas. But y'all want me to go balls to the wall in November? The day after Thanksgiving, I just ate turkey stuffing, dressing, fried chicken, and all of that. And you want me to play my ass off against the Warriors in Golden State the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> so how do you – I get Look, I get the NBA. Look, you, you have to keep finding revenue. What? I'm not mad at the NBA for it. I, I see them working. I just don't think the players are going to give a damn. Why does it work in soccer? Those guys get paid. But, but keep in mind, Rob, trust me. There's some stars that sit out those tournaments yeah. too. They're like, oh, well, he's not starting. Like you may, they may throw Messi in there or Ronaldo at that in their heyday in the second half, but they ain't playing no okay. ninety minutes because we're copying that. We're taking from as the we Euros should. as we should, and those guys get paid. So, it, but that's been going on for there's fifty some, years. Too. Yeah, there's some big checks coming toward the NBA's way, and I don't know if you know the TV networks are the people that should be worried. Oh, if I'm ABC, yeah, if I'm ABC, if I'm TNT, I'm ESPN, I'm telling Adam Silver, like, hey, man, I'm going to scratch you this check, but what are you doing to ensure us that these guys aren't going to be low managed during this time? And he, first of all, they shouldn't be. I see where the NBA is working, Rob, as far as like, okay, if we do this later in the season, then we're definitely going to get guys sitting out because they're going to get geared up for the playoff run. NBA tried to do it where, okay, you've gotten kind of acclimated, you've gotten in shape, you ran the weed out, but yet you're not right toward the playoff push. So there's really no reason for you to be low managed this early on. Well, I want you to consider the backdrop as we sit. As we get ready for this NBA season, there are no new television shows being produced. No writers. No writers, no actors available. Good point. So as we come into the fall months mm-hmm. when we're getting into where we run out of programming, sports is going to be so overly hyped. They're going, that's all that's there. That's the only real current thing that any station has to promote. So TBS and TNT that have nothing new to offer, all they got is NBA. This midseason tournament is going to be front and center advertised. They're going to try to make this thing huge. So be ready for the onslaught because it's coming because there's nothing else. Well, the thing I do... Okay, so help me out. So okay, so I see the Spurs start on November tenth. The this their opening round, and then it ends on November twenty fourth. Are there games like regular there's, season? There's games? other games going on too. Yeah, this is in between just, that. I, th- so my best estimation. Yeah, it's it not just be. that. It'll be highlighted as part of because not every team. They're not lengthening the season. You can't afford to take a week and a half off with just a few teams playing, right? Yeah, because that's all I was saying. Like that's fourteen days to play four games. So if that's the case, then it's actually not that bad. But I think there's other games involved. The Commissioner's Cup's just Tuesday and Thursday. So, Plus, Tuesday, there's Tuesday and Friday games. So the Tuesdays and Friday nights are going to so be what about, So the, what are they games. playing their games in between and there? And the Mondays. Count as regular season yeah, they'll games. They'll be the regular season games. So See, it makes now it, I'm confused. Like, so th- now th- when I turn on my TV, i got to say, is okay, is this the tournament or is this the regular season? Should I care about the outcome or should this be a load management? Let's see oh, what my man. draft position is going to be. Look, I get it. Get your money, NBA. But it's kind of stupid. Okay, it says the four group stage games will be played on seven November dates for Fridays 
and three Tuesdays. Got you. Whatever that means. The media onslaught's going to be there. I think it'll build into something eventually. Eventually. But right now, we're going to have to get past. The big dogs have to care. That's the, the tournament hinges on the big dogs. The top 10 players in the league have to give a damn. And if I'm silver, we're having a little sit down. Oh, yeah, I'm sending the – oh, yeah, 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 for sure. I'm not – I'm, I'm, sending the, I'm sending an email to all the owners. This is one of them, like, all-hands-on-deck mm-hmm. type things. It's just like what they did, you know, going forward uh, when they when they signed new TV deals and they made different rules for low managing. Like, hey, you know what, national televised games, especially those Saturday ABC games, it's all-hands-on-deck. You know, companies have blackout dates, days you can't take off. I would think the tournament's going to be that. There's a list out on uh, USA Today's sports site mm-hmm. that has the number one selling video game oh. of the uh, year going all the way back to 1993. And as we get ready for Madden, the new Madden's about to come out, getting ready to drop. And we know that NCAA football is imminent. And for those of us that have been excited about a video game, we cannot wait to get the dynasty mode from NCAA football back in our lives. What's dynasty mode? Oh, remember you could you could recruit out of high school. Oh. You could grow them all the way through life, just like you can do at NBA and all that. But it really began way back when, and you could grow your team, and recruit. High, you mean, know what? I didn't. I didn't. Oh. Do, I didn't play much college. I just though I can't remember which game it was, but whichever one it was, it's when Dat win was number nine, and That's I just, I just, yeah, I just used him and I ran around and made every tackle, every interception with Dat win. He was like a ninety six. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was crazy, ridiculous. crazy. So. What was your first game? What was the one that got that you binged. into the life? The first game that I can remember staying up all night to play, it had, like I said, I was said, um, well, I played a lot of the game Goal. That was on Nintendo because you could curve the shot. Lakers versus Celtics on Sega, Shinobi on Sega. But Lakers versus Celtics, I can remember staying up with my buddy 3, 4 in the morning just, just kicking each other's asses, trying different teams. A lot of that. The NBA Live. Did you ever play NBA Street? Any, any of those back in the only seven, one I eight? played the NBA other than Live was the the two on two one at the arcade. Oh, that's cool. Six five six three seven seven six six five six ESPN. What was the game that got you in the life as we get ready for Madden to drop and the games that really got you going? I was a first person shooter guy to start. I just wanted to blow things up and shoot. And as I aged. Did you did you do Call of Duty during COVID? Oh my! Well, I I never really had the opportunity because my boys were always on it. I've oh. probably played once or twice, but that I would say there's thirty percent of our population that made it through COVID because of. Well, there's a couple things that got through COVID: Amazon, Netflix. Oh, I'm talking about the kids liquor. that couldn't buy the liquor. Oh, couldn't didn't have a car. You know, my my, my sons played more. Online gaming. First-person shooters. And it was always because it just so happened that Call of Duty dropped right then or in 20. Yeah. We had a brand new one. Man, I played a lot of Double Dribble. Oh, man. Blades of Steel. Uh, Tecmo Bowl. Tecmo Bowl shall go down in history. But see, Tecmo Bowl, was, if Tecmo Bowl, you, like, we would have a rule you couldn't use Bo Jackson. Well, because it was impossible. Yeah. But you had to use Bo. Edwin, you're of a different generation. I know you're probably not as deep into gaming as we were way back when, but what was the first video game you remember playing? NBA Street and NBA Jam. See, he's a street NBA Jam, Jam was that was a years on fire. Yeah, on that, fire, yeah. fire. That was 08, 09. No, not that late. Yeah. No, that was for PS2, so like 03, 04. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, we still had it going all the way into for the uh, Xbox up into the 07s, 08s. 
Oh yeah. See, when you I know was what? at EA, we we were part of those. I never. I hated the Xbox controller. Like if I went to your house and I you agree. had the Xbox, I'd just be like, "Hey man, y'all got it." You know, I'm gonna just sit here and have a couple of drinks. But if you, I'm, I was always a PlayStation guy from one up through. I haven't got the five, but I had one through four. Five, my wife was like, "I'm not getting you because you're just getting it just to have it." Like my four literally collected dust. I didn't even really. I used four. I was of a of a big FIFA guy. Yeah. And what year was this? This would oh be. Oh gosh, the the PS4. Oh, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. But I didn't get the five. Resident Evil, Street Fighter, and Halo. That's coming from the Halo, five one two. For those back, uh, I didn't play Halo. seven, eight, nine, awesome? ten. Oh my goodness, my kids. Halo was on. If they were awake, I felt like Halo was ever, being played. Did you ever catch them cursing at the other kids online? Oh man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a anybody who's got kids you Ooh, know nfl you, blitz that's a good one Go Blitz ahead. was another great one they would play that we had a two-story house at the time and you could see upstairs when you open the foyer you could see it up there yeah. and, the, and there was a playroom up there and they had the tv there so you'd hear them take that you're about you know little seven like, hey watch it talking smack to some 25 year old dude someplace across yeah. the country we're getting hey, some uh Halo. youtube guys nba jam so a lot of I'm I'm surprised at how many of the sporting games were the first ones. Well, because man, Mario Kart. But you got to remember, like the first person shooter games weren't like they are now. No, you're right. They weren't as good. Look at that, SOCOM one and two. Who said SOCOM? Tim Osborne. Tim Osborne. You and I are of like mind. Those were two of the greatest Ooh, early adopter games ever to hit. What's the Contra code? Back, forward, up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right. Something like that. Now, I'll say, go back to the other one. There was a guy that said, Tim Osborne also said, Tiger Woods. Quick story on that game. That game made me go buy clubs. So me and my buddies, I don't know why. I don't remember which one of us. It was me, Mel, some old Mike Tyson's punch out. Oh, my God. Y'all taking me back. Then I'm feeling nostalgic. We, For whatever reason, we started playing Tiger Woods. And then we got to the point where we're like, okay, this is, let's go play for real. And I went like two doors down. My neighbor had a garage sale. And we bought we bought clubs. This is August oh nine. I'll never forget when I started. August two thousand nine. I bought a set of clubs for fifty bucks from a couple neighbors down, and I've been hooked ever since. But I, you're Tiger on that Woods Tiger game. game, yeah. You know, I helped make that game. What? Yeah, I was really? part of that. I was part of that team, dude. That game made me th- take up the real game. Uh, that bro- game was fun. My brother and I were at EA Sports. Uh, we got there in 08 for several years, and my first. Uh, foray into the video gaming world this was when the Wii hit so i was very the Wii, Wii focused. Oh, we loved some Wii and tiger woods we was a lot of good yes yes that it was, was a tiger a woods great Wii. and yes, more can you one, imagine the one. number of golf clubs that were sold because we were all holding a controller playing the Wii? dude i felt like a, it felt real and whoever put mike tyson punch out my first uh fight game i was part of the fight night the very first fight night when it came out Great which game. was another uh, kind of a signpost game, for, game. And a new Fight Night's coming out very soon, from what I've seen. No One way. of the better uh, engines behind a, a video game out there. What was your first? 656-3776, 656-ESPN, Mario Dottom. What was the first game you remember playing? Uh, well, you guys forgot to mention one of the greatest games of all time, and that is 007 GoldenEye. GoldenEye. But wait, was that, that, was, was that arcade, though, Mario? No, it was video game. And that was the uh, deepest was, game I'd ever played when it came out. It, it was by far the best first-person shooter and probably the only uh, first-person shooter to... I, mean, I agree. It was groundbreaking 
the time. Mario, you are right. Deep first-person shooter game. And you know, that was kind of the end of my first-person right. shooters because then is when I started getting into truly into Maddens and the NBA and the NCAAs and all of those. Yeah. Pledger says Yars Revenge and Pitfall on Atari. Absolutely. How Atari. do we leave out how do we leave out Super Mario? That was a, that was the first binge game because yes. you were going do 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 do. How do we not how do we leave that out? I think it just kind of goes without saying that we all started <laughs> playing Mario Brothers. Everybody had a Mario Brothers version in one of their consoles, yeah. no matter what it was. Whether it be Mario Kart later on or the earlier Mario Brothers. Yes. That all goes in there. And there are some people that never left. There is a lot, I know the Joey Palacios, a reporter for uh, 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 the PBS, the uh, public radio station. Yeah, 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 yeah. Joey is to this day is a Mario Kart guy. Never left. Stayed with the game that he started with. Hmm. Which I which I appreciate. I can appreciate that. And keep in mind, Mario Kart for all you kids. We've been playing this since '97. This is nothing new to us. You're bothered by that. I, when I was like, "Oh, Dad, you know how to play this." Like, son, step away. <laughs> I know how to throw banana pills with the best. Yes, man. Don't even let's not yeah, even you get can't, started. That's cheating, bro. Gamer one, two, three. Of course, Pac Man. But see, Pac Man was arcade, and that was only one. That was it, Pac Man. Yeah. If you were going to sit and eat your pizza at pizza at a gaming table, you were playing Pac Man or Miss How much Pac-Man. is that? The one with that you could have play at Pizza Hut. How much is that worth? Oh God, don't you wish you had one? Don't you wish yes. you had a table version of Pac Man right now? Yeah, I love that man. There's, a, there's a, now that I, now that a lot of the YouTube oh. players, YouTube, y'all, I, I love you YouTubers. Y'all are bringing me back. Now I forgot I left out like ten games. I left out like ten games. Paperboy, Eloy, yes. Do you remember Paperboy? He you was on what? the bike. I'm unfamiliar with Paperboy. I, I'll be honest with you. Rob I've Thompson. never played it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed to say that I don't know what that is. Who made it? I don't remember Zelda. Oh my oh, god, Zelda! We all did a little. We, we did, all a, little, we did a, little a little bit of Zelda. Yeah, we all got started. Go, you know, I don't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was I was too young at the time to get too into Zelda. Yeah, keep them coming all show long. You YouTubers, thank you so much. But there's lots of ways to talk to us. Six five six three seven seven six. You can talk. You can type. You can reach out to us via our YouTube channel. If you're not there, please go there, like, listen, and share all those wonderful things. We got so much to do and so little time to do it. Coming back in the eight o'clock hour, Zach is back. What does that mean to the Cowboys and the running game? Has RB two already been decided? I got my opinion. We'll hear from you talking about the deuce that was dropped on the NFL on That's Saturday disgusting. night. Hold on tight, Art. Art continues. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Talk. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition. Oh, the left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R and R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Love me some Wednesday. That's Rudy. I'm Rob. Easy E taking us for the next two hours. We're glad you're with us because we got some stuff for you to take home. I've got some tickets to give away. A four pack to go check out our San Antonio missions take on the Amarillo Sood Poodles. No, wait, that's Sod Poodles on go. August the 22nd. Uh, that's $2 Tuesday to you and me. Uh, hang on tight this hour. We will be giving away that four pack. 
Tomorrow's a hot ticket Thursday. Mm. Hot ticket Thursday. Hot ticket Thursday. Who we got this week? Um, that's a very good question, Rudy. And I'm looking right now. Uh, you you down gospel. the candle box? Got some. You ever heard of Dion Cole? Oh, I think he's hilarious. He's hilarious. He's on Blackish. That Dion Cole. He's got a a tour, My New Normal. He's coming to the Aztec Theater on Pull September the twenty second. If, if it's the guy, I'm thinking, yeah, Dion Cole's hilarious. Oh, I, yeah, that guy's yeah, funny. I like, yeah, I like Dion Cole. I've he, met this guy. I've interviewed him. Really? Yeah, he's at the hilarious. Super Bowl. He he's like a guy. Dion. He's out and about. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Uh, this is a concert tour. I thought this was a, a, like music. Yeah, we got tickets for Dion Cole tomorrow too. So you want to hang around? I'll if we're talking, some of those. If we're talking on the twenties, we're giving them away. Whether yeah, it's us, to, I'll be bit. stealing a couple. So you uh, heard that, Nick? <laughs> I'll be coming to beg you for some tickets. The uh, I'm speaking of tickets and fun things coming. We're playing golf in October. You want to play? Go to sasportstar.com for all the details. So I'm going to put it to you. This is a statement. I'm planting my flag that Deuce Vaughn is not RB two. He's more than that. That he's not going to get the carries an RB two would, but he established himself as a threat in one game. He's in one game, every offensive coordinator or every defensive coordinator is gonna have to spend an hour preparing for the Deuce Vaughn. <laughs> I'm telling you, you wait. Deuce Vaughn is going to require preparation. Hey, so you okay. Rob Thompson. He's gonna require prep. Rob Thompson. So you mean to tell me week two, Robert Sala is going to walk into his defensive meeting and, and say, say, hey, guys, I know that guy, Tony Pollard, he's really good, but the little short kid, we got a game plan for him. For Stop five, it. Yes, we're going to have to figure out. There's going to be five plays coming up on Sunday that Deuce Vaughn will play a role in. Are you ready for this? Because you've not seen anything like it. It's going to take some time to prep. And to make it so... We're going to have to see a lot of Deuce. We're going to have to scare the NFL. We're going to have to put him in situations over the next next three weeks in all kinds of crap. I'm going to have him lined up at wide receiver. I'm going to have him at the dop of a triple dotted eye formation. I'm going to line him up on the sideline. I want to scare every DC out there because I ain't seen this before. I don't know what to do with this. I do. What? You blow on him and he'll fall over. Well, you got to get close to him to do it. You got to find him to do Rob, it. Rob, you do know. Okay, so, and see, Edwin Edwin got jokes. Edwin's playing the highlight reel right now. Y'all can't see it, but there's a, Deuce, he had a really good highlight reel. But the problem is, Deuce's highlight reel are against USFLers and XFLers. Like, then by the time Deuce was doing all this, was this a third to fourth string? My guy, Malik Davis, was forced to go out there with the third string offensive line against the Jaguars' first team defense. Because the Jaguars, unlike the Cowboys, understand that you need preseason reps. We saw Trevor Lawrence. We saw their offensive line. We saw their defensive line. Yes, I'm watching them do this against some (laughs) dudes that will not be playing on Sundays. Look, I think Deuce, I think there's packages for Deuce. Yeah. But, but when you start talking about that, they go going to have the game plan for They're going to have to be ready Rob, for it. Stop. I'm telling you, they're going to spend an hour in their 100-hour prep. An hour will be spent. What are we going to do with this? Because we're going to see him in different positions. And he's going to have to be accounted for. He's going to. You're going to have to find a guy that says, 
when he's out on the field, you have to find him and stay with him because we can't see him. You're going to be tasked with where is and what is Deuce doing. And I put him in every way out for the next month just to scare other DCs. Now, is he a two thousand thousand yard production guy? No. No. Well, that's, yeah, because that's, I mean. He's not even RB2. Like I said, RB2 will be Dowdle or Malik. It will. It'll be one of those guys that will be responsible for some stuff. But that doesn't mean eight plays a game, six plays a game, Deuce is not out there and a legitimate threat. I'm telling you, we haven't seen anything like this. Like what? Like like Deuce uh, running around back there, then. I, I think there's, no, it's I happened think, before. I was about to say, I think you're forgetting about a guy named Darren Sproles. Yes, and that was, was how long monster. ago. Yes, and look at what Darren did. He had a really great career. Now he had a great career, and there was guys before that. I can go back to what was his name Montgomery that played for the Giants back in the '90s. You couldn't find that dude either. A little Joe Morris, another dude, little tiny guy. I remember? So there's been guys in the past that look like this, but nobody currently playing has ever seen somebody do what he is capable of doing. It's silly what I saw him do, and I I, I can't take my eyes off of him when I'm seeing him live. At practice, I couldn't stop watching him because no, at practice you couldn't nuts. see you couldn't see him. Well, the, yeah, you, you, find you have to look to find. I couldn't stop looking because everybody else was, and every time he touched the ball, it was positive. Y'all, every time it was six, eight yards, and everybody's trying to hit him. First stringers, third stringers, they couldn't find him. Now that one where he made the spin move, that was it was nice. Look, Rob, I saw some good runs against some guys that aren't going to be in the league. You think he's really doing that against yes, Jalen against Jalen Carter that. and Fletcher Cox? Jalen Carter and Fletcher Cox? You think they're allowing that? I think we're going to see it. I, I believe in one game I saw enough to where I don't need to see anymore. The guy can play in the NFL. No, and no, we're no, going to no, put no, no, together no, no. packages. He's in the NFL. A starter. Uh, not a starter. A legitimate player. He will play reps. Week one, he will be out there as a rookie because he does what others don't. What hide? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. That's I'm, I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about. And I got to account for him. I'm not going to just go. Well, he's a little guy, five five. I ain't going to give him the ball. Well, they they trust him because the thing about it is, is we saw him muff two punts. Yet in the first preseason game, they put him right back there to return a punt. And he and he returned it well. Wasn't it? it was a punt or was that a kickoff? I think it was a kickoff. Was a kickoff? At least I know he was returning kicks. I don't know, Rob. I just I don't. Th- I think they've got something here that is going to be exciting. So you got him at RB two. Well, I don't want to quantify it as that because how do we define it? If you're looking for the guy that's they're all going to get going to run between the tackles, yeah, I think there's a couple of trick plays for him there. But you know, no, he's not going to be the guy that's going to get 15 carries or, or eight carries like an RB two would. I wouldn't do that. But I would make sure he's in six, eight plays where he is at least an option in every game because the moment he comes in, I know that they're going to have to account for him with one guy. One guy's going to have to be a spy. That's the only way I can think of to defend a guy who Dude, you, you are. I think you're going way too far on this. Rob. I, I am in that there's no nobody else in the league doing this. Let, let, let's hear Rob's first TikTok. Hey, the Dallas Cowboys dropped a deuce on the NFL. Did you see 42 running all over the place? Wait, let me talk about it like I should. He's all a five foot two, but he showed up. The man can move. We have an RB2. His name is RB2. Deuce. 
Put him in the open. Let him carry the ball. We don't need a Dowdle or a Malik. Wow. We have the guy we're chasing. It wow. sounds crazy, but he's more than a gadget. Seriously, this guy can be a weapon. It's going to be on McCarthy to find a way to make this guy work. We want him one play a series, eight plays a game. There's five touchdowns in this guy. He can be a difference maker. He can move between the tackles. We saw him catch the ball. I am a convert. I am all in. The deuce has been dropped. Can 42 do it? I think he can. We'll talk about it. I stand by that. Now, the RB2 is a little bold. The drop of the deuce, man. Drop a deuce. Look, Rob, I, if you're te- if you're seriously sitting here telling me that there's a Ronald Jones, there's a Rico Dowdle, who's been here for four years, by the way, and Malik Davis, and the guy that you're the guy that you're riding on is Deuce Vaughn. No, sir. I, I saw I, one of the. Well, he's going to be suspended the first two games. And look, everybody knows that I'm high on Malik Davis, but from the week I was out there at training camp. To me, the guy that stood out the most. Well, I liked what I saw from Ronald Jones yeah. the most. But he's going to be out the first two games because of whatever, because of the uh, PED use. But I've I'm going to stand with my guy Malik, and if it's not Malik, I'm going Ronald Jones. And then, like, Deuce, Gadget is a little disrespectful, Joe Reinagel. It is. Specialty. Especially. I, I appreciate that. Specialty. Now, I've seen some projections <laughs> for those. <laughs> Come on. I've seen some projections. That's crazy. Hey, don't make fun of those stacks, those yeah. stalkers, man. They NGD know what they're overnight doing. Overnight stalkers, yeah, those man. Guys, they make great money. Those they make guys. better money than some of them USFLers. And keep in mind, Kurt Warner was doing that. Look where he I saw went. his sons in the league now. Really, God, yeah, I'm Kurt, old. yeah. Kurt Warner, he was like it's full circle. He said the last time he won, you know, last time he was on the field in uh, Tampa, he was playing against the Steelers in the Super Bowl, and he said his first, his son's first game was in Tampa. You know what I mean? Steelers and the Cardinals is crazy. But yeah, anyway, the, back to I've dropping seen some deuces. projections that have the Cowboys only carrying three running backs and 11 defensive backs. Damn. Three seems a little skinny, doesn't it? Four. You would think. You would four. think at the end of the day. Because four. of special teams. Because, I mean, in the first two weeks, I don't know how they're going to quantify how you hold on to Jones if they're going to keep him and on the roster. But I can't imagine going into the season without four running backs. Especially knowing the like we said like a lot. Pollard has never carried the ball more than 20 times in the game. 3 doesn't seem like enough, 4 seems too many. No. And where do you sacrifice there? What do you guys think? I, I do think that Deuce is a, a a valuable weapon that we are discounting. The, you know I'll say this, Rob, when the pick happened, I ain't going to lie. I thought it was a little Me too. a heartwarming story. And, you know, Jerry doing, you know, Jerry does a solid, like Jalen Smith is the best example. Jerry will do you a solid. It felt like he was doing him a solid. But from what, when when, when training camp and then preseason game one, I mean, we did get Victor Cruz from preseason. Yeah. You know, he scored three touchdowns in the preseason game and ended up having a pretty good career till he just couldn't stay healthy. But from what we saw at training camp to what we saw in preseason one, yeah, it's much more than just a uh, heartwarming story. I was on the throne. Speaking of Deuce, you kind of sound like you're right. It did. You know that echo. I got you a get green from the screen behind the toilet. That's where I'm going to be filming. Thoughts from the throne. That's going to be what Thoughts we're doing. Thoughts from the throne. <laughs> That's the last time I want to hear about a TikTok from the throne. And dropping deuces all rolled into one. Yeah. Did you see the. Uh, What's that? Anthony Richardson was named yesterday by his head coach. They're going to be the starter. No. And he, Are you serious? And, well, to make it even more funny, he was shocked. I'm, I'm shocked. Anthony said, you know, I'm shocked. 
Oh, the hell he wasn't. These D'Amico. Everybody's named a starter except you, bro. Name the damn starter. It ain't cute. I believe that of those three guys, I think Stroud's probably going to have the most the most uneventful year. Who? Stroud. And I think Anthony You Rich- got him in third? No, I said uneventful. That's a good thing for a rookie. Oh, okay. You know what? I don't think I think we're going to see like remember there um Sunshine's rookie year was uneventful. You know, he had a weird coach, but for him there was growth, there were losses, uneventful. You weren't worried about him. They drafted the right guy. But he was a rookie. He had to yeah, learn. Yeah, he was yeah. in a bad situation. Uneventful to me. Progress was made. And I think Stroud will be that. I think Bryce, we're going to see that the size is going to be an issue. And I think Anthony Richards is going to surprise. I think he'll put the numbers up that's going to surprise some people. I got Bryce Young winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. Wow. Okay. I have Anthony Richardson having a welcome to the NFL season. Like a Fields year? Welcome to the NFL where just like, damn, like some weeks you're going to be like, he don't look like he ready. And C.J. Stroud, I have him having a solid season where he doesn't have many turnovers yeah. but doesn't throw many touchdowns. Yeah, I think he's going to be. Just right down the middle, like, hey, we're not going to give you too much right now. We're going to, you know, we're going to give you portions. But I got Bryce Young winning offensive rookie of the year. I think I think that highly of Bryce Young and his talent and his accuracy and his skill set. The size? Um, and it's not not the size. I think the injuries part. I think you know, what, yeah, James Pledger's in rare form. Go to our YouTube feed; you'll see it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that TP yeah, backfield is, <laughs> and then the whole Charmin thing. There's money in this. Let's chase this. The uh, the yeah, so size got- and the injury issue. I'm worried about. I think Tua has learned over the last couple of years how to keep himself clean. Wait a minute. So you're not worried about Deuce size, but you worried about Bryce. Not At just, least Bryce is six foot, maybe. But Bry- Deuce ain't going to be standing in a but pocket Deuce with is, six but five. But the Deuce. thing about it is, Deuce is solid. Yeah, and I, Bryce is frail. Some guys you never get a clean hit on. Now, once you know some some once loose in a gets while, a clean somebody, one yeah. on Deuce, I'll be afraid. But you know, it's different for a quarterback. And I learned that more than anything else watching that quarterback thing on Netflix. We all know and have been told what the beatings look like. Until you watch that and it's got these slow motion hits on these dudes over and over and over and over, you really get the sense of how tough these these guys They're are. Tough. And I didn't know that they 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 screamed so much. The ow! I didn't yeah, I didn't know that was going that, on. It was a lot of screaming. Going a lot on. of it felt lot like of, a tennis match. A lot of screens and pain. Like, I didn't it felt I, like a tennis match. I didn't think that was such a prevalent thing. It's like uh, you get like five ten grand in the locker room if you make the quarterback scream. I would hope. Unwritten rule. Is that real? No. (laughs) I was hoping it was. That's a bounty, though. We can't do that. Trust me. If if you make them scream, there's a pot. The the NBA story is getting hotter and hotter as yesterday. Adam Silver and the NBA types uh, kept themselves newsworthy, announcing a brand new thing for the league. It's called the uh, NBA Cup. Gilbert Padilla on YouTube. When the deuce gets loose... Need to send in TP to clean it up. <laughs> Y'all, it's so... This is working. Men are so childish. <laughs> Men are childish. Deuce and TP. Well... There's something there, though. Yes. There's something there. Let's call the Charmin folks. I'm more of a great value type guy. Oh, no. 
No. I don't spend. We don't I, spend I, money on. We don't invest in toilet paper. Oh, in my I do. House. I buy the finest you can find. There are a few things in life that I will not skimp. The on. thing about the good TP, it clogs the drains easier. And that is a very, is more a very true fact. But you but see, the, I'm willing the key, to sacrifice. The key to using expensive TP is you use less sheets per wipe. Oh yes, you see that, what I'm saying that's the uh, that's the plan. But there's the softness that we're chasing. But see, the problem with the good TP. You're more likely to have to rewipe about a couple hours later. Because <laughs> I, I have so many questions, Rudy. I don't think you finished the first time. If you're having to go back, I think you oh, might want to stay only, in the room. I'm the, the only room. one that every you know maybe once or twice a year I have to go get a rewipe, and I look at myself embarrassed, like, dude, you're 40 and you're in here. Well, we all have a little of a. <laughs> we all have the. Uh, it, I ain't the only one that has like to rewipe I'm here I'm talking and there. about the thing that swims in the ocean. We all have a, a shark every now and again. You know what I mean? We have a, a fish swimming around. No, I just, like, I like, look. That's I a got, shock. I look. I got it all. So I leave. And then a couple hours later, I realize, damn, I didn't get it all. What the hell is going on? <laughs> My <laughs> advice to you is wait about a couple twi- of minutes. Maybe about twice a year play, I have to rewipe. Play it's one more game of Candy Crush. Just give it a couple more minutes. Play one more round. I know you're out of lives and your feet are numb, but just wait a few more minutes. James Harden called his general manager a liar. A straight mentiroso. Kept calling him that. Refocus said it again. Joel Embiid took away the location of where he lives on his social feeds. Said Philadelphia. Took it off. Didn't, didn't take away Sixers, but took off Philadelphia from his feed. What's to come from that? And the Wimby effect is in full. Is as it? the NBA announced the uh, in-season tournament known as the NBA Cup schedule is in play, and the Spurs are going to have three nationally televised games. And that's that's more than the last three years combined. Right that's there with a tie. So we've had one a year for the last three, and we've already got three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big deal. We're going to talk about the tournament, whether it matters, and whether Wimby is a young hero to many, or are there folks out there actually rooting for this sweet, blonde-headed kid to fail? Yes, not but, us. The outsiders that did. You you don't think Houston? You don't think the Rockets are sitting around with lighting candles, praying Wimby fails? I didn't. I'm not rooting for Jalen Green to fail because they because you know why we're indifferent to the Rockets. Yeah, that's true. You see, what I'm saying like they haven't mattered since Hakeem. Score one thousand dollars cash for back to school and another one k for your favorite school or charity. Register to win now at sasportstar.com. Good luck from the Institute for Functional Health and ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. The Jim Rome Show. Hey, Jim Rome here, and back in the military city of San Antonio, weekdays at noon on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning to you. Good morning to all and to all the good morning. It's R&R here on San Antonio Sports Star. Did you guys check the Blitz out yesterday? (laughs) Indy Kalu, San Antonio great. Indy Kalu dropped a bomb. Uh, former uh, no Rice Owl, Houston Texan, Philadelphia Eagle, and talk radio host, real estate magnet, friend of Jason and, and Rob, kicker hater, yeah, and a kicker hater, kicker hater. Do we have? Do we have? Can we? I don't know. Do we're gonna, we're gonna play this. I'll send in it a to minute. you. Yeah, I'll send it to the, you. The uh, conversation <laughs> took a weird turn. 
Yeah, very <laughs> weird yesterday. turn. I'm like, easy there, Indy. Dr. Easy Jason Garrett there. is just around the corner. We're going to talk some injuries with him as Brees Hall is released from the pup. The puppity pup pup. The pup is now off of him. And uh, we'll talk about coming back if as a I'm running Brees, back. I'm a little upset. Like I'm, a, I'm, I'm. I know I'm only a second year guy, so I just have to take what the world gives me. But if I'm, I'm Brees Hall. I'm a little, I'm a little ticked off. I'm a little ticked off. Like everybody now, what now? We're a Super Bowl contender. Hmm. Hmm. I'd, 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 I'd be a little bit salty, Rob, if I was Brees Hall. Mike Gusecki, one of the good young tight ends around the NFL with the Patriots, is uh, out with a uh, separated shoulder. I want to talk shoulders with Dr. Garrett. Okay. How quickly? Have you ever had shoulder issues? Never. Me either. We don't use ours enough. (laughs) You you and I have to carry this station. What are you talking about? We got some feet on our shoulders. You got to use the shoulders to have the you know have the issues with. It. You ever know those guys that could like pop their shoulder in against a wall, like something happens yeah, and they're like that. pop. Well, see, it's always the movie, like you know Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> and he'll hit the you know hit it on a on a, on a beam and knock it back into place. Like I've seen guys do that in real life. In real life, oh, like no. pop their shoulder back going, into. I'm joint. going. That's what I have health insurance for. Yes. <laughs> Popping my shoulder that, back in place on a metal beam. That's why I have a Rosti on my phone. Amen. They let the professionals handle that. Wimby has uh, kind of disappeared. He went on vacay. What? Oh, okay. he went on vacay. Thought, yeah, know. but he came back with a vengeance. Came back. Uh, been evidently been hanging around uh, Jeremy Sohan. Uh, got him a new hairdo. They're partners in crime now. They're stepbrothers. Mm-hmm. I do We're believe they, they share a favorite dinosaur. It was announced yesterday that he's going to play a front and center role, at least the Spurs are, in the uh, brand new uh, NBA Cup that's starting with the the season this year. And while it's new, we fear it. Will it will it affect the season? Absolutely. Will the players care? Or that's the question, right? Uh, I would think there's a little bit of pride in it because look, I, I've seen these guys that like in in the in the summer. These guys get together out at UCLA. Those are like the big runs. And then there's this gym up in New York ran by Chris Brickley where the blackout runs, mm-hmm. the blackout runs. Those runs get intense. And they're full of NBA players. And they're busting their butts for free. UCLA and the blackout runs. These guys are actually out there. Drew League as well. I remember Drew League. The famous Drew League is um, James Harden and Kobe just going at it. And of course, Rucker. You know, all the guys have been out to Rucker. So you would like to think, like, dude, if y'all are taking that serious, <laughs> why not take the in-season tournament serious? You're taking these runs at UCLA where you're not getting paid to play. You know what I mean? The stupid-ass Drew League runs. You're taking no serious. But, uh, nah, in-season tournament, I'm going to take that off. The new tournament will make its debut this year. It has a prize pool of about $18 million. Uh, Players for the winning team will each make about 500000 each. Now I want you to weigh that against how much the each five hundred thousand. Okay, uh, let's weigh that against the upwards of sixty million dollars that players are getting. Uh, that's not even a game check. <laughs> oh, damn! To some of it, these stars, when you break it down like that, so money is not going to be the driver. What like it is in the WNBA? Money is not no. going to be the key here. I mean, the the ladies, sadly. This means something. So they're going to compete for it. And we got the two best teams in the WNBA play for that midseason title last night in the Aces and the Liberty. We got the preseason prep. We got the midseason proof. And now they can play themselves toward a, a an end-of-the-year 
Clash of the Titans, and it might have set the table for what might be really, really exciting. More, more likely to happen. I ask you these often. Liberty win the WNBA title or the Jets win the Super Bowl? Liberty. <laughs> Far and away. Man. Uh, but the way you talk in the Jets, you know, the, the Jets are going to win it all w- with ease. Yeah, but I haven't seen the Jets take the Kansas City Chiefs two out of three with double-digit wins like I've seen the Liberty take the Aces down. Right. I mean, I I think that the Jets – wait till I watch the next edition of Hard Knocks today. I'll be I'll be all in on the Jets Super Bowl championship tomorrow. Just give me one more hour of Aaron and his sweetness. I love Aaron. I, I will be all in. I on love it. Aaron, and the, the, his team loves him. But it, it looks he. The, I know people. I remember Paid Manning first said it, but yeah, he looks fresh. What do you think the end goal from from Silver is for this? Why Why are we doing this? You well, know why? Well, above and beyond money and money, oh, okay. of course. I'd take money off the top. No, yes. seriously. No, seriously. What it is? It's to one. It. Um, for the teams that like that really know, like you really, really know in your heart of hearts, there's only maybe what six teams that could win it all. Mm-hmm. So then that leaves twenty four teams with something to look forward to. Right. Like, hey, if nothing else, we can win. It's like it's kind of like you know Texas and OU. Like, hey, our season sucked, but we beat Texas. You know, so it's, it's something to look forward to, and it's also some games that be played that where we're not watching teams literally try and tank. As well. So it's something to look forward to when you know you're not. Like Orlando, you're not winning a title. Right? Not this year anyway. Let's go all out. Let's win this in-season tournament. And you and we make an extra million dollars. How long have we held on to a summer league title? How long has Spur fan talked about Becky Breaking. Hammond and a summer league oh, title God. back in 2015? We still act like that's a big deal. You you have not. That is so true. You got to give the the other twenty four teams something to look yeah, forward to. Something to look forward to, and then you said something earlier that I think is also key. This is all going on before Christmas, right? Which is it, that part of it is genius on the NBA's part. Like, okay, I'm not going to do this in March because then you could say, "Hey, man, it's too close to the playoffs. We're getting ready for a playoff run where it really counts." And then you've also put it right in a space where it's like, okay, it's not too early to where I'm risking those fast twitch muscle injuries or those soft tissue injuries. Like, you've gotten a little bit in shape. You've been playing for a little bit over a month. Everybody should be in game shape by then. If not, that's on you. So it's like it's placed in the perfect place for it as well. How many exclusive basketball fans that do you know? That it's NBA, NCAA, and really Sundays don't really matter to them. Um, You and Jack. Well, I, <laughs> no, like, seriously, there's no, not see, that many, right? There's not. I mean, there's a lot. Lots dude, of people love football and you know, they'll Sanden, watch basketball. My, even even pe- even people that are Spurs and Cowboy fans. I'm talking about people that love the Spurs. Until the Cowboys are mathematically eliminated, they don't really, right. they don't really care. It's that's a just that's just the way it is. Now but, this year will be a little bit different because you're going to want to see Wimby, so they're going to be tapped in. But when you're actually like giving a damn and inviting people over, it ain't till the Cowboys are eliminated. And man, you hit it on the head that the we, and it's the NBA's fault that ceremonially, the NBA starts Christmas Day. So, that's when it starts. That's how I feel, and you you hit. I'm as big a basketball fan as there is, right. and but the good news for me is. College basketball matters around Christmas and even before Christmas. There, there's big games and there's matchups that are mattering later. So I even pay more attention to college basketball when the NBA gets started than the NBA because those games matter. That's and I, weird. It, well, it, that's weird. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hoop head, and there's yeah. not many of us. No, 
But those, my point here is, is Silver trying to do something? Is he trying to fight a fight that it's not even worth fighting? You're not going to get us before Christmas. No matter how hard you try, and you're you, not going to, I'm not going to say on a Sunday afternoon when the NBA has a game in November where I have a choice between a Sunday afternoon game and any NFL game. Yeah, it's, it, it's a tough task, but you have to attempt it as a business. Like again, the Spurs are playing the Warriors on Black Friday. Now that's in um that's at, it's in the Bay, so I'm guessing that's going to be a late game. Probably the problem is on, is on ESPN. That's probably going to be a nine o'clock start here our time, which you know in the in the first segment I was saying, ah, you know what, that's a little stupid because you got Jets versus Dolphins, but that Jets versus Dolphins game is at two, so they're going to strategically place this at nine when people are kind of done with their shopping. Football's over. We'll give you Golden State. We'll give you Steph Curry and Victor Wimbanyama at nine as your little nightcap before Saturday. So it's strategically placed. I, they, they, look, there's no time on here, but I, I'm no genius. But I'm guessing that's going to be a late. That's going to be a late night game. It better be if they're smart. Well, I'll tell you this: there's going to be college football on even late that, that Friday. That A and M game. LSU A&M traditionally on that Friday is late. Right. There's football games on all day long. There's an NFL game on that Black Friday. For the first time ever, we got Jets Miami. I just wonder if the if if Adam Silver's trying to do something that it's just not going to work on us. That no matter how, what you give us in November is not going to be enough for me to even flip the channel. We'll see. Yeah, it's it's gonna be. Oh, say so. Let's see. No, oh, no, that's see. That's uh, the November twenty fifth or twenty third. We're looking at A and M versus LSU. So it won't be on the. It 24th. won't be on the twenty fourth. But I'm telling you, that's a rivalry Somebody Friday. Be there, yeah. it, there's a rivalry Friday going on, and as those games are played, I don't know. Now you might not have ever had those college football guys. You might not have ever had those NBA NFL guys, and they weren't coming anyway. Right. But are you going to draw anything else other than the ability of your? sponsors and your networks just to have some more games to put those sponsors in no the thing about it rob is you because nobody pays attention until christmas this is the nba saying let's try and generate some interest before christmas but will can they is is the is it just too much going on in december i mean we're November. And, and I'm talking about at the end oh, of November, right. we are in a situation where the college season is all but done. We got rivalry games going on up until that Friday. And we got that's the last of the tournament is on that Friday, right? We're playing earlier than that. Yeah, that's the last of the first round. Of the first round. Yeah. So then once the second round will go on once college football dies yeah. and only, gets ready for bowl games. Yeah, so uh that night, Rob, you got Penn State, Michigan State at seven thirty, got Oregon State, Oregon at eight thirty, which could be their last game. In the in the conference, right? Air Force, Boise State at four. So the night games are Texas, Texas Tech at seven thirty. Penn State, Michigan State, Oregon State, Oregon. So you're up against some games that you know regionally people are gonna not have any time for basketball. If a tree falls in the forest, doesn't make a sound. Right. It's one of the. They're gonna play. I'm not sure anybody gonna watch. I'm not sure anybody. Now, no, I just don't see anybody. If you're a football fan on Friday after Thanksgiving, well, look as a sports fan. I would much rather watch Steph versus Victor over Oregon State, Oregon. Like I, I'm not from there. I could care less. See, I'm now, very Penn, different. Now, Penn State, Michigan State. I want to see that. Depending on where they rank at that time. Like if Michigan State is falling off the cliff and they suck, 
No, but if both of those teams are, undefe- are undefeated or one loss, I'm watching it. Texas, Texas Tech, I have to watch at 730 because, I mean, this is my area. Yeah, TCOU too. Well, we got games. But see, that's in, that's in the daytime. I'm just talking about what's right up against them in that time slot, which will probably be 9 o'clock hour time. Of just one of us for, for us, I'm for just the about Spurs first. fans, yes. Right, but right. there's other NBA games going on too. Yes, I'm sure that you'd assume are part of this tournament because we're playing. So the rest of those games are going on all day. Oh, who's going to be lot. watching those? There's a lot of games. See who's going to be watching those? Nobody. Why? Why? Nobody. Then why? Why are you doing this? Because I mean, we got to compete, Rob. We got to put our product out there. And then look, Rob, I got to play those games anyway. Why not make it an in season tournament and try and draw more interest? Because, again, we don't care until Christmas. So I have to, as a commissioner, find ways to garner interest and revenue. And that's what they're doing. And then you light a candle and pray. I will bet that this the timing changes. Detroit, Indiana, I ain't watching that. It's going well, it, to be abysmal. <laughs> it will be. Sacramento, Minnesota, I ain't On that, that Friday, we're all doing something else. <laughs> unless we've built it in time to watch an NFL game, Jets or Miami. Or a rivalry game. That's what we do. And it's going to take years before we now go, you me, know what? Now, me personally, I'm much, much more a basketball guy than I am a college football guy. Much more. I'm more, way bigger right. NBA fan than a college football guy because I don't have allegiance to anybody. Right. So That might be the entry point right, right there. That might be the entry. Those guys that are just like you. There is a legitimate Wimby effect, and it will certainly affect here in San Antonio. We'll see whether it affects across the league. Uh, Dr. Jason Garrett is imminent. We're going to talk some injuries. I, I want to talk shoulders. The, the, not talking about shoulders enough, and there's a significant injury out there. Coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, we want to hear from you. Tell us about your favorite video games. We've been talking about it all day long. What's your favorite video game? What got you started? Let's go get Dr. Garrett. Let's see. Let's get him on. Let's talk about it. Did you see Micah Parsons lift off yesterday? Yeah. Is that enough? Oh, we're chasing Dr. Garrett. I held my breath just like everybody else did, and then Micah said nothing to see here. And I said, okay, cool. But the Cowboys are a bunch of liars. Mike McCarthy lying about running the ball. Is it a lie? Lying about Zach Martin. Is it a lie if you're doing it to mislead intention? Isn't more strategery than lying? Because I want to talk about Zach Martin real quick. Something that we we talked about earlier on. And the thing that all went on yesterday. Jerry lied. Yeah, he told us he didn't have any money. He lied. He told us. He told Zach. He told everybody else he didn't have any money. Well, he didn't have the money that Zach was asking for at first. Well, listen to what Zach Martin had to say about just getting in front of Jerry. He's on the phone. He, oh, think, yeah, he's on the phone. Because Zach, I my thought when we signed Zach, when Jerry signed Zach on Monday, mm-hmm. was that... Jerry saw something Sunday or Saturday night untenable. I'm worried. I got a quarterback that's already injury prone, and my backups were running for their lives. We got to fix this today. We'll talk about that in a bit, but let's welcome on Dr. Jason Garrett of Arasi. Hey, Doc, how you doing this morning? I'm good. So I couldn't pick up on the first call. I'm no actually worries. at the DMV and just walking out. Oh, man. what? Why are you there? there I thought everything's well, online, Doc. No, my daughter's getting her driver's permit. Oh. Daughter, so we had to bring a Library of Congress worth of stuff to prove that she's who she is. Really? It's obscene how much stuff you have to bring. I mean, it's, you have to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're 
you exist, period. It was a lot easier when we were young. Yeah, you, you just, just got up, dropped off at the driver's license mom's office. car and the insurance car. And that was it. And you can go get it. And <laughs> when my oldest turned 15, I said, yeah, that's all you got to do. We found out there was an entire process, things that changed. Rudy, you're on the cusp of that. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. She ain't. She can't even keep her room clean. She ain't getting no license. <laughs> Doc, I want to talk about shoulders. As we uh, get, first of all, I don't see as many shoulder issues as injuries as we used to, and obviously, I think there's you know padding and all that other kind of thing. But when you see, uh, say, like a linebacker early in the season with a shoulder injury, and we saw uh, a shoulder separation this weekend, is that something that will linger for the rest of the season, or quite frankly, for the rest of your life without some sort of surgery to correct it? Well, it depends on the grade of it. So if it's, a, if it's a mild AC separation, it's really not a big deal. You can actually play through that. It's mostly just pain. Um, if it's even a pretty serious one, it's not something that usually limits people for the rest of their life. It's something they can recover from pretty quickly with or without surgery. The long-term issue like a back or a foot. Shoulders don't really, especially AC joint separations, those don't really concern me a whole lot. Just let them heal. You can re-injure them, let them heal again. They're not going to be really disruptive to that guy's career. We were talking earlier about those guys that we've all seen, whether it be in a movie or real life, that just pop their shoulder back into the joint after it's been dislocated. Uh, is that real? Is that is that just about the worst thing you could do, or is that something that you just need to do? What? Re- repeat that? Sorry. You know the guys that, that you've seen like bang their shoulder into a wall to pop it back into joint? Oh, yeah. That I mean, is... Uh, when you do that, you're not only putting the shoulder back. There is cartilage damage. There is some labral damage. Um, that's a more significant injury. So a dislocated shoulder, those guys, they can pop it back in. It means that their shoulder pretty much is forever going to be lax or loose unless they let it fully heal, possibly get surgery. It's, uh, it's definitely not something that you want to routinely put back in place by yourself. <laughs> For a lot of reasons, I expect. Um, Brock Purdy got cleared, Doc Garrett, UCL. What should we expect to see from him? Is that is that almost like an ACL? Will he be scared to pull the trigger? Like, like really let it rip? Is there like mental block with the UCL like it is with the ACL MCL? Not really, because the this particular UCL it wasn't the traditional Tommy John because most of it was still intact. They went in there put a like a Kevlar mesh, and it's actually probably Kevlar. stronger than it was before. It's a, it's a six-month recovery versus 18-month recovery where the Tommy John used to be. He was really gotcha. lucky the way it was hurt. And there's no fear of throwing. The only fear is getting you know, a hand on the ball while you're throwing. You could re-injure it. But I think pretty much 100% just getting his mechanics back. Uh, no real restrictions, no real fear. It's not like an ACL where you're scared about putting weight on it because you don't know how it exploded the first time. You know exactly how he hurt last time. Just don't get caught in the throwing motion. But you said now, yeah, I heard you right. You said Kevlar. If I'm not mistaken, Kevlar isn't that what bulletproof vests are made out of? Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. They, so now they're putting Strong. they're putting Kevlar inside of people. To Superhero. <laughs> so can he get shot in the elbow and it not go through? It's like what the hell? You said Kevlar. Well, like, uh oh. More, more like a mesh. Okay, got you. I was like, what yeah, the hell? Not gonna, not gonna stop any bullets, but it's. More like a mess. I hope no one's failing a test near you. <laughs> as Dr. Jason Garrett of Arosti joins us from our local DPS, as we uh, are probably in the line for the brand new permit they're giving away. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's talk. Yeah, sorry, guys. It's okay. This is, uh, this is kind of a 
It's a rough call. I'll have to catch you guys next week. Yeah, let's do <laughs> that, right, Doc. Let's Jason do that. Jason Garrett, that's a trooper, man. You're calling us from DPS with your 15-year-old daughter yeah. getting her permitting situation. You yeah, are man, Handle that, man. You are a sports star superstar, as always. We want to thank Dr. Jason Garrett for stopping <laughs> by, and he'll call us from wherever he might be, taking care of, of real superheroes at those CrossFit games or being a superhero dad. I just dad. wouldn't have answered Edwin's call. If I no was kidding. Like, I'm at the... I am at the uh, DMV, and I want to get out of here as soon as possible. Hey, coming back on the other side, I want to look at the situation that the Cowboys found themselves on Sunday going into Monday. How exactly did Zach Martin and Jerry get together? How? What happened to get them in the building? Because we know everybody wanted to be here, and the party certainly began yesterday as Zach walked in, and he had an interesting story regarding the precursor to the contract being signed. We're talking Cowboys because that's what we do. This is R&R in the morning, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. With a left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R and R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's R and R in the morning. He's Rudy. I'm Rob. Easy E taking us for another hour. Don't forget you can take us with you wherever you might go. SASportsStar.com, a locale that has what we call the audio vault. On that audio vault, that's our podcast. Central, go there for all things SA Sports Star. Listen live, catch any catalog or older version, go there. We get graded on it. This hour, we're talking Cowboys, specifically Zach Martin. He is back in the folds, got himself a raise, got himself back into the echelon of the top three offensive guards in all of the NFL. And here we sit. He's back in. But how he got here is really a question. It appeared from Jerry's words that this was going to be a long-term thing. That he didn't have the money, other guys needed to be paid. We've talked about it over and over. Right. Uh, listen to Zach Martin talking about what occurred to get him back in camp. Uh, we reached out, and uh, you know some of the some of my buddies here in the uh, in the organization helped kind of get that going, and um, you know it was good to to get face to face with him. It took Zach Martin, not just calling Jer. Hey, Jer, let's talk. It took him calling the guys that he knew in the in the building to go convince Jerry to let him come and sit face to face. That's what it sounded like to me. That's what I and I was Jerry. Hey, you know what? It's selfish. I don't want to talk to you. You know your brothers need their money. You know your brothers need school clothes and school shoes too. How dare you be pouting and crying about you can't get a second pair of Jordans when your brothers ain't even got their first pair? You gonna ask me for another pair of Jordans right before school starts and knowing your brothers haven't got their school clothes? You're selfish. I don't want to talk to you. Well, he didn't get Jordans, but he got dunks. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he got a, he got a pair, pair of dunks. dunks. Yeah. He, uh, Jerry's like, hey, man, I don't want to talk to you face to face. We could talk over Zoom. But Zach said, no, we need to get face to face. They reworked the deal. He got the raise. They didn't extend the contract. And now he is in camp. And they got. Um, they were able to do it within the confines of what what they still need to do for the future. I have a theory. What's your theory? I have a theory that Jerry saw this 
new weapon. That is the drop of deuce? That was 42. And he wanted to set the deuce loose. Well, this is this is the thing, though, Rob. This is the other thing we haven't talked about all day long. If I'm Micah Parsons, at some point, Jerry will fold. I'm asking for the world. When it's my time, at the end of next season, if I'm CD or if I'm Micah, Jerry will eventually cave because I'm on the short list. Mm -hmm. He caved for Dak. He caved for Zeke. He caved for Zach. Micah, why would you why would you just say, hey, give me three dollars more than Nick Bosa? Ask for 10 million more and Jerry will eventually cave. You call a few people here and there, Micah. You call a few people here at their CD. Get face to face and Jerry will cave. It's proven. It's proven. If I'm Micah, I'm asking for 40 million a year. CD, I don't know. You might, you want to chill. You might want to take what they give you. Let me, let me, let me, let me remove CD from this conversation. But if I'm Micah Parsons, yeah, we'll take 40 a year. No, all right, I'll be at home. I'll be at home working out. He did feed the stray cat. They're and coming then, back. Yeah, and then guess what? Then when I'm Micah, mm-hmm. then when I'm ready, I'm saying, okay, I'll take 35. Jerry will cave. He's 0-3. When has Jerry not caved? Even with Emmett, he caved. I guess with he even, I even He caved with Emmett. That last Dez, I guess the Dez at the end was a, when he didn't cave. He just Hell, they Dez even go. brought Witten back after a year being out. So Jerry caves. He caved with Jalen Smith, gave him a bag, gave Demarcus Lawrence a bag, gave Marion Barber a bag. God bless the dead. Micah, ask for 40 a year, bro. You and your two and a half sacks. Why wouldn't he? Jerry will eventually cave. And I'll never believe him again if he says they just don't have it. You can fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. You know what I'm saying? So, no. You'll never fool me again. He will eventually cave. Well, the line is now at least functionally in order. I mean, we don't, we're not dealing with too many injuries. I mean, we're still getting no. steel healthy. But now everybody's back in camp, and we can start focusing at least in practice because we're not going to see him against Seattle, a game you can catch live right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 8 o'clock on Saturday night for all of your Cowboys. You're going to stay here with us. But we at least can start looking at forming the line as it's going to be in week one. That's in that's settled. This is just how it's going to go. And it's settled at running back. We know Tony Pollard is going to get the RB1. Never carried more than 20 times in a game up until this season. There are Malik and uh, the Malik and Rico are the ones that are going to be here week one, though Ronald Jones will be here week three. And then there's number 42, who I believe after one game solidified his spot as a legitimate weapon in the NFL. A legitimate you gotta be. You gotta at least spend a couple of minutes a day, an hour a week, when you're gonna play the Cowboys, because there's going to be packages. We've seen it in practice. How many? What? What were the plays that we've seen in practice that involved Deuce? There was one where there was he had both he being Coach McCarthy or Shoddy, whoever designs the plays, uh, had both Deuce and Turpin in. We've seen a couple of packages where they were both in. One involved a couple of pitches. One was a little option run where they were practicing an option with Turpin, I think, carrying and pitching to Deuce. We've seen some play with this because I think they noticed on day one, this cat looks different. It looks strange, but every time we use him, it works. 
You know? You're going too far. I'm Rob. not. Unless you, Rob, why you am not, I not? Because if this, is, this, this is the NFL, and when it when September 9th or whatever we start starts, nobody's letting him do that. You know that. This, I, uh, no. Why wouldn't you let them do it? Why would why if you have what is proven to you in practice, what was proven in preseason, whether it's ones and ones, threes on threes, but it is proven every time this cat touches the ball. Something good happens. And if I've gone out over the offseason and spent money on guys that is their sole jobs have been the metrics behind success, when they go get the director of football operations from the Colts, who is a legendary kind of a stat guy, and they keep stacking this statistical part of the building with guys like William Britt. Rob, if he was that dude, he wouldn't have dropped to the sixth round. Well, there, there's the fear there. There is, I can't do it because it's never been done before. And what what separates the successful guys is, look, man, I'm going to give this a shot. And if it works, just because it's never worked before and we've never had a 5'5 five, five dude do it, what tells you why won't this work? We do have some history here. Why hide this? It works. Every time he touches the ball. Something good happened. Uh, uh, now, uh, that will extrapolate. No, that's not. I'm not saying every play, but you can watch him and in one game go, that guy's worth five plays a game. Five to eight. Eight. Oh, five, five to eight. That's enough. Or at that's, least being on the field. Yes, that, that's all I'm saying. And I mean, look, and, so when I was watching this Saturday and everybody on the sideline is going crazy and everybody's hype, is, are they hype because he's little? Or are they hype because it's like, wow, he's better than we thought? That's it. He's legit. They're, look at what he does in the hole. Not only does he hit the hole, the pile moves when he's in it. At five, we just watched one. Now, yes, the guys are going to be driving buses and delivering beer in a couple of weeks that he was playing against. I get it. But even with them, he separated himself. He looked better than anybody else on the field, and we can't say that about Malik or Dowdle, who are playing against the same guys. Oh who my looked God! The same? No, sir. That's no, true. sir. Malik we, was playing against the Jaguars. It It is your job to separate, to jump off no, the film, and Deuce jumps off the film. No timeout. The Jacksonville Jaguars that Malik Davis was playing against, and that was running behind. Okay. Dallas Cowboys offensive line were a bunch of backups. The Jaguars defense that Malik Davis faced was the team that beat the San Diego Chargers in the playoffs. <laughs> okay. I mean, excuse me, the Los Angeles Chargers. That was their first team defense, Rob. Kinda. Kinda. No, kinda. It wasn't all five starters out there. There was Rob, rotation going trust on. Trust me. If but Trevor I will Lawrence, give you that if he Trevor went against Lawrence tougher, is out there, the defensive line was out he there. He went against tougher. But the secret is did you jump off the film? That's how you're going to make a team. And th- look, he jumps off the film. You can't look at anything else going on when he's on the field other than Deuce. And it's not about 5-5. Five, five. He's moving faster than anybody else out there. He looks better. Now, is he a down and distance back? No. Well, no, I don't want to do that. That's, that's, that would just be bad coaching. Which means he's not an RB2. But what he is is a legitimate weapon that if you fail to use, I question your ability as an offensive coordinator. Because so you're talking the to secret Shoddy. to success. Are you talking to Shoddy or are you talking to Mike? Uh, well, whoever's Shoddy's calling the OC. Him, or the, well, somebody got to design it, and that's then somebody got to call it. That's Mike. So I'll blame them both. 
If you're not doing it, the secret to success is not always su the success itself. Sometimes it's just the threat of success. Just because he's out there is enough sometimes. And that's enough to generate enough plays, but he's going to have to prove it. And we got one game that showed, my goodness, at least against equal talent, six-round pick against six-round pick, he jumps off the tape. <laughs> Film don't lie. Oh my it don't Dude, lie. Rob. It don't lie. This wasn't practice. This wasn't going against the guy for the third consecutive rep. These were guys that were going to get that are getting paid to go stop him or lose their opportunity, and he succeeded in spectacular fashion in my mind. Spectacular. Eighty yards, a touchdown. He he gained in, in a variety of different ways between the tackles on the edge in the air. He jumped off the table. Where's Joe Reinagel and Joe, James Pledger when I need him? Jumps? He Watch the tape. He I jumps. Uh, he is the best guy on the field. I'm, I'm looking back. I'm, I'm trying to look back at the, the numbers when he was at Kansas State. The last year at Kansas State, 1,500 yards rushing, nine touchdowns, almost 400 yards receiving, 1,400 yards uh, the season prior, 18 touchdowns. Big Twelve. It is Big Twelve. No, 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 no. I'm but not, no, no, no. That's big time. I mean, that's big time football. He had twenty two touchdowns in twenty twenty one, and then in twenty twenty two he had. Good lord, yeah, he had another. He had twelve that next season. He had twelve last season, but he had fifteen hundred fifty eight yards rushing last season. Um, there's room for him. There's room. I'm in. I'm in. It took one game. He looked like a gadget as. As Ryan Eagle said the first time I saw him, and there were lots of jokes going on on the sidelines because it just looked so strange. And then even in practice, you think, wow, that looked really good. Was that because this and that? And then you get into a game, and it's the same thing. My goodness, he continues to succeed. He's always falling forward. He doesn't drop the passes. Now, we watched him drop some punts in practice, but... McCarthy trusted him enough to get him back out returning kicks. I just feel like he, when you get a guy like this, you don't listen to the others. Eh, it's not going to work. He's too little. He'll get killed and all that. And you let him go do it until you're proven otherwise. He only had 30 less rushing yards than B. John Robinson. Nah, he ain't no B. John. I'm not going to put him up there. But. I'm just saying he only had 30 yard, less yards. Well, 25. He went for 1555. B. John went for 1580. RB2. Oh, no, Rob. I don't know, Rob. No. RB2, no. He is not going to – we're not going to see him. But don't be shocked when it is third and three and you do see him out there. Now, you might not get the ball between the tackles, but I put him in no, space like so I put him in Pollard. And that's another thing we need to talk about, usage. How are you going to use him? When I think not a lot of handoffs. There will be a few. We saw it work. But this new offense, this West Coast, is predicated on short – Crisp passes. And Bill Walsh, the originator, said from the beginning, back in the late 70s, early 80s, when I first started watching what the West Coast was to become, he said it. Look, these pass plays, they're running plays. These are running plays. You can say Joe Montana's throwing the ball 40 times a game, but right. 10 of these are, are running plays. It's a it's a pass behind the backfield. It's a, it's a running play. It's easy. It's not turnover-worthy kind of play. Yeah. Turnover-worthy plays are bad plays. That's why they kick Kellen Moore out. But although Tim Hasselbeck thinks that was stupid. Let's talk about that. There's sound from the failed quarterback that is 
Why does that matter about his take? Who cares? <laughs> you know, we were never worse. At least he was terrible. <laughs> does he have a point? This is Hasselbeck talking about why the hell did Kellen Moore even get fired? I have to be honest on the Kellen Moore departure. It's never made sense to me. Mm. Under Kellen Moore, these guys were like as he, when he's the offense coordinator, second in the NFL in scoring to only the Kansas City Chiefs. And we know who the Chiefs are, and we know who their quarterback is. And part of that span of time includes Cooper Rush as a starting quarterback. And then there's all this talk about, hey, well, they, they're not, they didn't run the football enough. They're going to run the football more. They called the sixth most runs in the National Football League last year. The sixth most. Like, they rushed. I believe they rushed. They were like, they maybe were top two. I think like top three, definitely top five in rushing touchdown. I just think there is a narrative about what they were on offense that's just not accurate. There, He's right. The narrative is not accurate. It ain't. Mike, man, look. It better work. It better work. Mike initiated. Especially if Justin Herbert comes up becomes the MVP. If Justin Herbert jumps in the MVP category and they find a way to win a playoff game or two, beat up on the Chiefs a little bit, it's going to look bad on everyone. Because, oh, yeah, well, Mike could initiate it all he wants. Jerry and them okayed it. So all I'm saying is this change better work. The 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 Because the thing is, it isn't about the regular season, clearly. Because if it was about the regular season, Kellen would still have a job. It's about advancing in the playoffs. So if you don't advance in the playoffs, now who is the scapegoat? And that's what I was trying to say when we were at Oxnard. I wasn't trying to say that I think Mike McCarthy should be on the hot seat. I'm just saying we've seen this, like the like just like last season. Like, oh, well, we had a great regular season, but we didn't advance. So, okay, let's look around the room, and who are we going to blame? Yep. So now the room is limited. You're taking, you're taking some people out of the room. It ain't going to be Dak because they refuse to blame Dak for anything. Even though there, you could be, you could really think about it, Dak is the reason that Kellen Moore got fired because he threw two horrible interceptions and couldn't move the ball and couldn't score points. So Kellen's got to go. So who's next in line? It wasn't me call. Why would I call for Mike McCarthy's job? I love Mike McCarthy, but he's next in line well, if this don't work. Because Schottenheimer ain't gonna be enough next time. Yeah, you can sacrifice Hell, it ain't gonna be, Moore. It ain't gonna be Schottenheimer. You can't it offer gonna up be Schottenheimer, even though he's the OC. My guy's next in line, so it better work. And when I say work, at least a conference championship appearance. Now, there's something else in this that I find very interesting. And this is a quote from McCarthy back when Kellen was let go. Mm-hmm. He said, I've been where Kellen has been. He, he wants to light up the scoreboard. Right. But I want to run the damn ball so we can rest my defense. I don't desire to be the number one offense in the league. I want to be the number one team in the league with a number of wins and a, and a championship. But if we got to give up some production to take care of the ball, it's better to get that. That's what we'll do because we have a really good defense. You have a head coach who just said, I'll sacrifice points. I don't need that many points. He says that, but then he threw it twice as much as he ran it Saturday. 42 throws, 22 passes. 21 passes, excuse me. Come on now. What's going on? You said this earlier today, Rob. Like, dude, it's still going to be pass happy. Oh, my gosh. 
McCarthy, when he last called plays, was in the top five in the league calling passes on first and second down. They were pass. Well, they had, they had Aaron. I don't blame him, but yeah. don't tell me you're not what you were because you were that. Over the summer, the Cowboys went out on a hiring bids in the back office that you wouldn't have, you haven't talked about. It's not the kind of things that we look into, but in charge of research, they hired this guy named John Park from the Colts. They brought in a woman named Sarah Malapel, a player personnel analyst with the Ravens since 2019, raised in that Harbaugh system. The Boers weren't even done then. They hired William Britt, the strategic football analyst mm-hmm. from uh, the Steelers. They went in and got all these statistical metric type guys to look at what is successful in the league, and we know passing is what wins football games. They're yeah. going to throw the ball a lot. I don't care what McCarthy's telling us. They're going to throw the ball. Okay. Oh, I don't. I don't care what they do, Rob. You know what? They may not run the ball at all. All I'm saying is, if for my guy to be safe, he better advance. It better work. They gave. They said, is it, are you sure this is what you want to do? Mm-hmm. You want to take it over? You sure? Because I'm going to call Kellen and tell him we're not going to renew him. You sure this is what you want? I'm positive. This is what I want. You're initiating this. Yes, I I'm am. All right. Now it better work. Because Tim Hasselbeck makes a great point. We talk about going for gold. Only five teams last year had a lower pass rate than, than McCarthy's Packers offenses before he was here. The pass-first offense that he ran in Green Bay appears to be where they're headed, even though they're telling us that's not what they're going to do. Right. Lies. Lies. <laughs> do you believe it? Seriously, do you believe that this offense is going to be so significantly changed that we're even going to be talking about it? No. 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 It'd be dumb to change it. Like With, as, with the success you had, not, not dumb to change it, but drastically. They just shortened up the calls and done, you know, tweaks. They're called tweaks, Rob. And can we, and you t- and you cut down on the turnover-worthy play calls. And there's one other thing, and you put it. I think you put it on the head. There's some things that Dak just can't do that maybe Justin Herbert can. There's just some things that Dak couldn't do. They don't have the cannon that, that Herbert And had. maybe the way that Kellen Moore wants to play might fit better into Herbert's game and Eckler's game and all those big wide receivers than he ever had in Dallas. And the success might just come from the skill set and not the plays. These guys can just go do it better than Dak. And that might be enough to get McCarthy in trouble, wins or losses not. I mean, if they go out and run the offense like we think they're going to be, I'm talking about the Chargers. Oh, yeah. They're going to pile up yards like crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what Kellen Moore does. That's what he does. And, And he always has. Your thoughts. What do you think's coming? 656-3776. 656-NBA. Let's focus. NBA. 656-ESPN. Let's focus on the NBA as the Wimby effect is being felt wide around the league as the uh, have announced the brand new part of the league. It's called the NBA Cup, and it's coming to your TV screens in November, and you're going to see a lot of Spurs. We're going to talk about the Spurs and the Wimby effect next. I'm talking about your first favorite video game. What got you into the gaming life? This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 uh, San Antonio Sports Star. The very idea that Wimby can make the effect that is that he can seems crazy because the rest of the world's trying to tear him down. Big time. 
Let's talk about that next. This blonde-headed superstar that is seven one. He's shrinking as the day goes on. I, Rob, you started the show at seven four. Well, by I mean, the time I, we got to nine thirty, you now he's seven one. Well, I mean, he doesn't want to be called he's tall. Not old. His back ain't ain't curving up on him just yet. He's got a little bit of a closer cut. Yeah, man. He went I, from loose to tight and blonde. Nah, man. I, I see what's going on, Rob. I see what's going on, man. This is a this is a witch hunt. People are hating on us. They mad that we got him. This is our third time hitting the lotto. We got Dave, we got Tim. So I've, I've, trust me, I've heard our TV guys, some of our TV guys, I won't name no names, but he's a Knicks fan. And he was so salty. He was like, dude, y'all have no idea. You have no idea what, what it feels like as a Knicks fan to watch it. Cause we're at Rupub to watch this happen. You think that he doesn't want this guy to fail? Shh. Another Euro. Stepping foot into our game. We're talking about it next. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. All guests appearing on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star appear on the Buyers Barricades guest line. Buyers Barricades provides traffic control rental and sales for San Antonio and beyond. Online at buyersbarricades.com. Good morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from the Blitz coming up starting at 2 o'clock today. Of course, the latest from Dallas Cowboys training camp with Zach Martin back. Leighton Vanderesh, is he going to be more of an edge rusher as well? We'll look at that as well. And Rudy, you want to know Pink Songs, man? Let's get the party started because you know you're going to that show now in September. Um, I guess that's the other song we know. It's not going to happen, Jason. I love Pink. Well, I don't love Pink. I like Pink. But uh, no, I'm not going to her concert. If my wife wanted to go just like yours did and she was like, Hey, you better take me, then yeah. But I'm not going to I'm not going to see Pink. You know, it's all good, upside though. down. If all props to you though. Chicago in the summer is nothing like it. I went last summer and I was like, again, summer. I'm stressing summer. I don't want to be there in the winter. But in the summer, I'd find out there's not many places that's gonna beat Chicago. Especially with pink. Well, it depends on what pink you're talking about. <laughs> the, the NBA has uh, the pink uniform that Lionel wore last night to embarrass yet another MLS team. Why you got to keep making fun of the MLS? I'm, I'm, You're making other, fun of what other sport would have a team not just wear pink once, but over and over and over. I'm of the generation that well, the NFL does it in um in October they, with they, breast cancer. Well, they don't even do that anymore. Is that still a thing? Is I breast cancer awareness still a month where everybody's I thought it was. Uh, maybe they still do it. But they, that's just like pink gloves, pink shoes, pink towels. I could be wrong. All pink. Kicking I'm our down. ass while he's doing it. I'm down. The NBA gave us a new thing yesterday. What was that? The inaugural NBA in-season tournament was announced. It will begin November the 3rd. They're going to play through the prelims through November the 24th, and we get into the playoffs of the prelim tournament. The games that we know of, the uh, Spurs are going to be part of the NBA's Western Conference C bracket. That will include the Sacramento Kings, the Golden State Warriors, the the Timberwolves, the Thunders, and uh, we, the Spurs. They got Thunders. They gotta, they gotta win their way out of that to get themselves into the playoffs for the right to play for the five hundred thousand dollar per playoff per player uh, payoff. If in fact that you do win the inaugural NBA Cup, Wimby will be televised three times along with his Spurs cohorts. Yeah, three out of the four they're going to be on national TV. TNT once, um, ESPN twice. 
I'm I look. If the if the big dogs give a damn, I do too. If they don't, I don't. Have we heard from the big dogs about this yet? Not yet. No. You will. Yeah. Trust me, you will. Now, if if I know the NBA, <laughs> there'll be more moaning and groaning about it than it will be guys excited about it. That's just what they do. The natural reaction of an NBA player is to moan and groan. The WNBA loves it. The soccer world no, in Europe, a little love bit it. more, a little bit more money. But it's about the money, at least in the WNBA. I think the soccer world, this has been going on long enough to where there is some history and there's some bad blood and there's some opportunity, which eventually I think the NBA will get to. But that's a ways away. It's too, it's, look, man, it's the heat, it's the middle of the football season, at least the WNBA when we're in preseason football. And you're getting the two, and you got the two best teams in the finals. Now, if we were to get, uh, who was it this year? Uh, good Lord, Denver versus the Heat or Denver versus the Celtics in the final, then yeah, I think everybody would be like, hey man, this tournament worked out pretty good. But if it ends up <laughs> Sacramento versus the Atlanta Hawks because nobody else gave a damn, then there's a failure other than the money. And we're putting the money aside. Yes, the money is already here. Yeah, they already made the money. They've already, trust me, that time's already been sold to TNT and ESPN. The money's already made. That mission's been accomplished. What you're trying to accomplish with this is to get the casual fan to care about the NBA prior to Christmas. How much do we know about the league as far as what the expectations are at the end of the season by November the 24th? What do we know? Nothing. Nothing, right? I mean, we really, we, I mean, we know as much as we did when the season began. I don't think, now things will change with injury and they always do with that. But really on November the 24th, the league is still pretty wide open. I mean, we know oh, yeah. who's expected to go there, but even the Spurs had a kind of a decent record last year no, by November Denver the 24th. started off slow last year and ended up winning the title. So there is the, the opportunity to, to maybe get a better judge of where the teams are because of the way this tournament's structured, the way you move on. But I don't think that's going to play one bit into the finals. Now it will, I do believe over time play a much bigger role at the the trade deadline we will have had this little mini tournament and you'll know when it when in fact we do care and both teams come and treat this kind of like a mini play-in playoff now this game. is this is to keep the, the bottom dwellers interested you know when you're playing fantasy and you got let's say you got a 12 team league by week four or five you got four or five teams that are just like checked out how do you keep them playing you 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 make them do something stupid if you get last place so this is the thing like with the with the teams that have no shot to win the title you know you're not winning title that's the mission is to not win a title because you're within the process this gives you something to look forward to now is it early in the season yes but it still gives you something to look forward to that's what this is for this isn't that like i don't think adam silver and them were sitting around like hey man we're gonna get us a finals rematch between denver and miami oh i don't think the league's thinking that i think hey man let's do something nice for Oklahoma City. Let's do something nice for those San Antonio Spurs. Let's do something nice for the Detroit Pistons. Let's give them something to play for in the middle of the season. We're not even in the middle in the first quarter of the season. That's what this that's what this is about. This isn't trying to get Lakers Celtics in this tournament final. If it is, they're crazy. And it, well, there's some other kind of sidebar benefits to what they're doing. I mean, there is the uh the teams are going to have to adjust on the fly. I mean, normally you come into the season, you know where you're going to be for the next six months. You got all 82 games laid out in front of you. You know where you're going to land, when you're going to play every day from now right. until June. 
Well, now you're going to have to adjust on the fly a little bit, so I'll give you a little bit of playoff training for your coaches. Each team's final two regular season games will be determined by how the in-season tournament plays out. So there will be some drama maybe for those play-in or playoff spots. Those last two games of the season will be affected by the play, and you won't know it when it happens. But when those last two games played that weren't initially on the schedule might play a huge role in who actually makes it into the playoffs or seeding. So there might be a little bit of a, an attempt to get there. Right. But the fact is, I don't see a lot of there there than the the games that we don't have on the schedule. It'll be kind of a surprise when we get them in the next couple of weeks when they announce all 82 regular season yeah, I'm games. Yeah, not, I'm not overly excited about this. I'm but, like, oh, cool. I, I, I'm all for trying, though. I don't think you should just keep rolling out the same thing and just be like, all right, here, take what we give you. I think you do have to try something. Now, if they really want to make the make it interesting, Rob, for the tournament games, you make it the Elam ending. Now, now we're starting to talk about some stuff. Now, make it the Elam ending. Okay, I'll take one step further. You want to get buy-in? Make the MVP of this little tournament part of that Group of things, yeah, that group of things that you need to get to get a supermax. Like John Morant has no access to this because of the games that he sat out and all this other kind of stuff, and the games that he's going to be suspended for. But what happens if he shows up in time for this tournament, which he won't? But if he could and go get MVP, now he's back in standing for the supermax. So the MVP of the tourney is is, that makes you like one of those season-ending awards. Where you're eligible for a supermax. Now that might get the buy-in from your old vets because it gives you or the now new that, comers. Now I got to play. That's worth more than the million dollar purse because that takes my contract from two sixty to three fifty or whatever the hell it is. Most realistic way to get there, apart from the the votes, you can guarantee it. Go play hard, you get MVP, you get in. Maybe, maybe. Right now, yeah. so, now we're seeing things stick against yeah, the wall. So let's go Elam ending. Let's put this on the list. It makes you, if you get MVP, you get, you know, you're eligible for a Supermax. What else can we do to help out Adam Silver, even though he's not paying us? Uh, first and foremost, don't play on Black Friday. Oh, man, now look, man. Don't play I, on Black Friday. I got, I, got a, I got a job to do, Rob. I got a job. Like, you, there still are NBA fans now. Yeah, and you can, you can play Monday. You can play. Black Friday on its own is a bad idea. I think we should have tournament uniforms. Okay, not, now, now not, we're talking. I don't think you should play in the regular uniform. I think we need a tournament-specific uniform. Two colors. All right, I'm in. Tournament-specific. I say that knowing full well that over the weekend, I kept watching Seattle Mariners highlights, and I had no idea who that was. They no, had a yellow the, shirt on and blue pants, and I'm like, you're going to call yourself the Mariners? No, the one that throws me off is the neon highlighter Boston Red Sox uniform. I don't get Where? it. Where? How? But it, I mean, See, the thing about it is, though, this is how we are as Americans. Like, we care about that. In U, UEFA, they have all, they have a thousand kits. And none of them go with the team, quote-unquote, colors. And they're used to it. I, I'm just not. I use the color, See? the uniform, the reason it was invented. So the moment I look down on a field, you I know. know exactly who's playing. You, well, Rob, if you look in the right-hand corner, it says the little, little initials I, of the team. Anybody who's watching on YouTube <laughs> notice these things hanging on the end of my nose? I can't always see that, but I, I'm not colorblind. Now, here's another idea. How about the winner of this is guaranteed at the very minimum a shot in the play-in if you're – or at the very minimum, a playoff spot. 
See, I think that's more stuff for the bottom dwellers. Yeah, exactly. That's more stuff. That's more incentive for the bottom dwellers. So maybe you got a losing record, but, but you, you won but the see, damn but tournament. Then you then you you're guaranteed a play in. But no, because then you're eliminated with what the regular, the other eighty, the other seventy eight games mean to somebody else that could possibly end up with a better record, but they didn't win the tournament, so they're not in the plan. Or at Come least you now. get the opportunity to play that team. Maybe you 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 manage to get yourself in a situation where you get one more game for that play in, kind of like. They're doing with the play-ins. It's a double elimination. Finding a way to get this relevant faster. Yeah. But I think it's a terrible idea to play games on that Black Friday when you are not only behind the NCAA rivalry day when there's about 10 games. The NFL is now playing a game with Miami and the Jets, and it's Black Friday. Do you really do anything on Black Friday? You don't go anywhere. You're not. No, I'm watching are. football, and that's yeah, what I'm going to do the, on Black yeah. Friday and basketball. Probably you, not. I'll probably Rob, flip you are going to watch basketball. I'm a huge Oregon, Oregon State fan. No, I want to see who wins <laughs> against Air Force. Yeah. And you I, can't even I, say I that care. with a straight face. Oregon, Oregon State. Oregon don't even care about Oregon State. That's what they're like. Uh, see ya. I'll be waving goodbye to some of these eight-year seniors that I've been watching play for the exactly. last decade. I can't just turn over exactly. and watch some meaningless pro tournament you, game. You will be. You will come in here that Monday. Like, damn, I'm tired. I've been stand up watching Golden State versus the Spurs. The, I, that's a good thing about that game. That's going to be nine o'clock our time. Is the next day is Saturday. True that, and I'll have to get ready for yet another day of college football and NBA peppered into that. It's hard to even imagine. I'd rather go play cards. Me too, and I would rather play cards at SA Card House. And they've outdone themselves this time with a six-year anniversary, all running all the way through September 30th. They're doing 16 hot seat drawings daily, 10 a.m. to 1 a.m. One ticket for every 50 hours of play is going to get you a raffle ticket into a raffle for... The Spurs announced uh, day before yesterday that they've uh, released to fifth or yesterday fifteen hundred new uh, t- uh, seats are available for season ticket purchase, whether full season or partial game. Uh, they said due to the popular price. demand, we have fifteen hundred more seats that are going to be available on the twenty fourth. You'll be able to go walk the uh, the Frost Center, uh, the uh, That's Ice House, as it should be known. So it's the Ice House. Drop a deuce. What else you want to throw in there, Rob? I mean, I mean, you're on a roll today. What else you want to well, throw it, in there? It struck me that the NBA Cup's dumb. Jesus. Well, it's, well, what it struck me was this should be uh, kind of like our uh, phone lines. It's for sale. Oh. Would yes, you buy? Are. Would you buy the cup? Would you? Would you put it like the Snickers cup? Would Would you spend corporate money on this yet? Like immediately? Because nobody has notice that nobody has bought into this yet. Yeah, I would, depending on my demo. The Kia Cup, the Snickers Cup, the absolutely. Uh, what's the new? Not Sprite, but other the Starry. The Starry Cup. That's Somebody. what they want. Blue Chew. <laughs> there's some. There's jokes there. <laughs> but seriously, now we look at it as a money grab. That's they what it called is. it. The NBA Cup. Nobody's bought it. Not yet. Well, the, it's, the, Rob, it's only August. This is until November. Give the sales staff time. They just got the packages. You know how sales staff are. You got to give them some time, man. We just got the packages. We'll get it sold. Eventually, it is going to get sold. Now, by, by who? I don't know. Maybe Frost. The Frost Center. The Ice House. 
It, now it is pretty cool to go check out uh, Saturday so you get the twenty pick your uh, season tickets. You know, one time, a long time ago, long time ago, uh, when we were still playing in the Alamo Dome, Good Lord. I bought a partial season pass. What's partial? Uh, it was like ten games. One of those where you you, you buy ten games, and I bought them without knowing where they were. Where the seats were? Where the seats were. So I didn't know where the seats were. I mean, you look and you think, ah, here it is. There's this, there's this little white, black, blue dot. This is where I'll be sitting. But when I got there, what looked like a good seat wasn't. <laughs> I mean, the dome was a terrible option anyway. Yeah, so there weren't a lot yeah, of good first seats. First of all, the dome is awful to watch a game. It was. it was. It was bad anyway. Basketball. It, yeah. And then once I went there and, you know, I'm up on like the third deck, you know, high, it, it, it was, I was a half a mile away from the, from the action. I don't think I even went to half the games even after I bought them. And when I bought those back in the midnight, I was broke. I mean, I was po. And so to spend that money and go sit down. So I appreciate you the fact. You didn't get in trouble for buying that? Uh, I think it was. Uh, no, I, I probably did. I mean, this is back. This is early David years. I mean, oh, this gotcha. is when we were just kind of finding our way. And I went for that first game, and I was so let down. So I, I appreciate the fact that they're going to let you go walk the stadium and say, this is where you'll sit, these are the games, and you know where you're going to be. Because I bought it sight unseen, and I, if I'd had to do it over again, I won't ever buy season tickets without actually seeing where the seat is. So I get where you're coming from with them allowing you to come out there and pick exactly where. This way you get to sit down, look, like, oh, come yeah. right here is the bathroom is close. Because that's what Joe Reinagle bases his seat off of. He bases his seat off of where the closest restroom is. And as those kind of things matter. They matter. And especially when you think you got a good angle, then you realize there's a walkway right in front of me. That even though I've got direct access to the state, the, I can see the court, I got half the game people walking in front of me because that's just how the place is designed. You don't know that until you're sitting there and you see it. I can only imagine what those last 1,500 season tickets well, are going for. I'm not one to question the Spurs at all. Never. You better not. But, you know, they say due to popular demand, well, what the hell did you think was going to happen when we got Wimby? You could open those up a couple of weeks ago. We want to give people a chance to save a little bit of yeah, money. I, I get this it. you can raise the price. The slow burn, the easy <laughs> yeah, release of things. But I imagine they're going to sell them all. I can't imagine not being. You think it's going to be sold out? The Wimby mania. Oh, we Are talked we in about a recession it. or not? We're not. You sure? No, I'm positive. Okay. Um, well, um, then they'll be sold out. If we're not, if we're legit not in a recession, they'll be sold. Um, uh, consumer confidence, while it's wavering, we spent point seven. We spent more last month than we did the week before. So, okay, and this, the the imminent recession, I think, was getting further and further away. If it's ever going to happen, now we still got some issues to overcome. But uh, the the worst fears, I think, we're almost over, despite right. what you might have been heard during the political rhetoric. Well, then it'll all be sold. I think it will be immediately. What If you walk into that building and you don't walk out with a 10-game package knowing full well that the future will be playing here 41 times. The future will be playing here. Now, whether he is gleefully accepted across the league as the future, which seems to be kind of in doubt. Did we hate LeBron? Were we eager to see LeBron no, we didn't fall start, flat? Uh, not until... Not until 2013. But that was years after he started. Yeah. It was a good decade. I after. don't remember not wanting him. I don't remember not wanting him to succeed. But as you pointed out, it feels like the rest of the league has changed. That there's yeah. some there's an undercurrent. We'll continue talking that and much other. Hey, we're just the beginning of a sporting day that will include the Blitz, and they're just a couple of hours away. And don't forget that Jim Rome and the jungle now reside comfortably right here on San Antonio Sports Star. So what does that mean to you? Don't go nowhere. We got you covered all day long. Uh, we got some film to make to go make. You want to make a TikTok? 
No. I've never said that out loud before. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>